Hello and welcome to the Iron Cannon Podcast, your home on the Star Wars Underworld Podcast Network for in-depth discussion on the lore, the High Republic, and the whole darn canon of the galaxy far, far away. My name is Matthew and I'm joined across the continent by your friend of mine, Mr. Joel Davis. Joel, how are you doing this week? I know it's Boxing Day, so I brought a box. You brought a box? There we go. A box. There's nothing in it, but it's a box, so... It's a very cis-colored box. Well, it's a Christmas box, so it's, you know, Christmas. got the Santa. Bell. That's true. I love red. Red is also, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yes. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, all that to you and to everyone. Uh, yeah, this year, uh, Joel mentioned this week, we're doing the uh, the great unboxing day guest show. Hopefully, we get some folks uh, that we asked to come on and chat with us about the year that was and the year that will be in Star Wars, uh, favorite memories and stories from 2022, and what they're looking forward to in 2023 uh so we already have our first guest coming up we'll be uh getting to that in in a few minutes maybe about 10 15 minutes because we've got some high republic news to throw your way as well um let me just make sure everything's all synced up here before we get to all that uh first the plugs uh you can follow us twitter and instagram at iron cannon pod uh yeah we get you know twitter's fairly active pretty active uh, and instagram getting there getting there i'll put it that way um th- one other thing to say this week uh no tractor beam my tractor beam comic book reviews come usually come out wednesdays uh i review them on fridays there weren't any star wars books that came out this past wednesday it was one of those weird off weeks because this coming wednesday uh, there's a santa sleigh load of comics five in total including dr after number 27 and high republic the blade number one really looking forward to those so yeah uh on spotify and apple Podcasts, alongside all of our uh all of our full oh, yeah. iron cannon episodes are on uh on there uh right afterwards at night i after after this the youtube we um i i upload them to spotify and apple Podcasts. speaking of youtube though we're not just on youtube uh, welcome everyone who's watching on the Star Wars Underworld Facebook channel, on uh, our Twitch stream at Iron Cannon Pod, on the Iron Cannon Twitter, and the Star Wars Underworld Twitter. We are just all over the internet. We're, we're sowing our oats <laughs> all over the internet. Uh, here watch us. Of, watch us. We are yes, come watch us. Come comment. Come chat. Come engage. Uh, yeah, in, in all the different ways. <laughs> One way you can engage, if you're watching on, on the YouTube, the Star Wars Underworld YouTube channel specifically, is through YouTube memberships and also then through Super Chats. Both of those do benefit the channel, do benefit the uh, the podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, definitely with Super Chats. We're trying to get to all comments, but uh, especially in this, I think in, in this show, uh, this episode, we're probably going to uh, not be able to get to too, too many comments because the people commenting are, are usually actually coming on and talking. So that'll be fine. But also... Um, but but so then you know if you do do a super chat if you are willing to to donate a few of your shekels and donate a super chat then we will definitely get to that comment also the discord and joel remind me i think the discord link is is perpetually minty fresh now yes i believe so i believe yes. i have made sure of that so yeah uh <laughs> click the link below uh, i believe on on all uh maybe just on youtube and facebook i'm not too sure which which streams actually get that link but if you don't see the link below Send us a DM on uh, on any of those other channels, and uh, we will uh, we'll send you a, a fresh link to join our Discord server, the Servers Underworld Discord server, where Joel, you've got some a lot of good conversations going. I've got a bit of conversations going, um, you know. So, so you know, I know we know uh, Ben and some others from the the Fandom Fam are pretty active in there. So, 
other diff different ways to get in touch with us. So yeah, so that's those are the plugs out of the way. Um, yeah, first of all, we're going to do the, the usual front matter. Uh, we got the week in Star Wars. We're going to do a year in Star Wars, just a, a, a little bit. We're going to get to the specifics later, but uh, a few thoughts on that, and then got a bit, like I said, a bit of High Republic news, and then we will start bringing in the guests. So first of all, uh, as yesterday was. The uh, December twenty fifth for you know and for tradition for Christians it is the feast of the nativity of our Lord. Um, for everyone else, yeah, it's it's Christmas too. Uh, welcome, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So and, and you know the the typical thing of any any gifts, Star Wars gifts. I know I got a few, but Joel, I'll throw this to you. Uh, did you get anything from uh, Master Nicholas of Mira? Yes, I did. Um, I got a Star Wars calendar, which is buried under a big book, so it's going to be a little hard to get. But I did get. Oh boy, this this beauty, the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, Legends Marvel Collection. Nice. It has all sorts of fun stuff. It's got the also got the uh, one of the last Dark Horse stories, the uh, uh, Son of Dathomir arc. We got some old Dark Horse comics from the early two thousands about good old Quinlan Voss and his story. Dallin Egg Sherrod Head. Uh, oh, we got the Revenge of the Sith comic in here too. Some cool concept art thing from that uh from that one from that one comic its name escapes me. Um and a couple of and a couple of cute little funny ones too. Oh, Matthew, you have gone quiet. Oh dear. Oh, Three years go. in to COVID. <laughs> so, is that is that Infinity's the thing with like the mall with the spindly legs and all that? Yeah, that sort of infinity thing. Yeah. Um, it didn't have the mall one, it had a palpatine one. You're doing like a dark ritual thing. Yeah. Um interesting. Okay, so um, Sorry, yeah, I got that, but yeah, I got the cool stuff here. Probably one of the best. Probably really cool, and I'm excited. All right, yeah, that is exciting. That's a really great gift. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, exactly. Let me see if I can get the Star Wars calendar from under here. There we go. Yeah. Right. There you go. Got a Star Wars oh, sweet. calendar. Yeah, there we go. Did the background here. Is it, uh, it's hard to tell from what I can see. Is it is it all all the films, or is it just uh, just original or? Uh, let's see. Uh, it looks mostly just original. I just picked out whatever one I found in the store. Uh, it seems mostly just original right now. I had last time. I, my last Star Wars calendar was all Mandalorian. So oh, okay, I see. Yeah, fair right on. Right on. Well, yeah. Uh, it's pretty solid gifts. You got any, anything else, or is that what you um? Got? Just one. That was it. That was it. I had a bunch of other stuff, but even the only two Star Wars related things. So yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's good. There we go. Uh, yeah, I got I got a few things. Uh, we, uh, we got I got the day at a time calendar. The yeah that you just, when I'm when I'm actually able to rip it off. So I bring it to work, and then I set next to work, and I can actually do that. Uh, usually they're pretty creative with the, the way the photos. A few years ago they had one with just all original art. Just bring that one back for for 2024. That'll be fine. Um, reuse that because you know like, you recycle them, you throw them out at the end of the year but uh yeah that was good and then got some grogu socks always got to get some socks and uh yeah this really cool mug i don't know if you guys have seen but here at shoppers drug mart here in canada there's um this mug with the art of most of the films and i know you can actually get buy these prints but you, we've seen it's sort of fan art or maybe it's the art that lucasfilm commissioned from an actual artist i don't quite know but um because i've seen them around i see them on 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 social media and there's a mug it's it's the color change mug so 
there's just the, the little film names at the bottom. And it goes from one to eight. It stops at eight for some reason. <laughs> and I'm not going to attribute anything nefarious. I think it just, uh, and Dom was saying, it might, it might just have come out before Rise of Skywalker came out, come out in 2017 with The Last Jedi. So it goes to The Last Jedi, which is, which is fine. Um, nine would have been, you get the full thing, but I re- it's really cool, really the the color really is really vibrant really comes out so yeah, hopefully out, they make that, an update one yeah i mean they'll, they'll make an update one sometime yeah uh for now definitely using that for for my my, my calf my java juice uh every now and then mm. what else did i get anything else i can't quite remember but uh i'm sure i did <laughs> probably but yeah yeah so it's a pretty solid haul uh from, from you know real master master nicholas of myra of course uh santa claus yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was, that was canon to Star Wars. Apparently, we found that out today in apparently he's both canon and legends. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Life Day is canon. An anointed chosen one who saves the universe that's canon. So, speaking of which, I do need to watch the Phantom Menace this week. I might even watch it tonight. I'll see. Um, <laughs> who knows? Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was that was uh, this week in Star Wars for gifts. Joel, you want you want to mix it up a little bit for thoughts about Star Wars. So for the week in Star Wars, not this week in Star Wars, the year in Star Wars, you had a thought about um, uh, about the Disney era and, and what twenty twenty two says for that. The year in Star Wars. It was a year of Star Wars. It really was a year of Star Wars, wasn't it? Um, three shows, dang. <laughs> Star Wars three happened. shows, a bunch of books and a, a bunch of books. Um, what a year and a celebration. Were there any films? Were there any films? Nope. No. And a celebration. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, I'm stepping all over everything. Keep going. Talk about celebration for sure. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, uh, no, I, I think 2022 is just sort of the year that kind of embodies everything about why I was glad that, you know, Lucas sold at the Disney all those years ago um, by getting just three very, you know, different types of Star Wars shows, each with a different creator, each with their own spin on things. And not to be malicious or anything, you know, it's like, but when it was the Lucas dime, it's like, it was the Lucas way or the highway. Yeah. So if you didn't like Clone Wars, good luck with all on screen Star Wars. I mean, unless you like the book stuff, uh, even then 2008 to 2010, uh, there, there were some, uh, the, the people were kind of having trouble with the books at that time too, mm-hmm. for a, a whole host of reasons I won't get into. Um, but you know, this year you had the, you know, you had John Favreau doing his thing and Tony Gilroy doing his thing, you know. Each was so different and unique, and I just think it was just so interesting. So it's like you know, not everything had to like embody Star Wars. Like you didn't like Book of Boba Fett, you didn't like Book of Boba Fett. You didn't, yeah. you didn't like Obi Wan, you didn't like Obi Wan. You didn't like Andor. Well, hopefully something next year. <laughs> <You don't> like, <laughs> um, maybe Acolyte, your cup of tea. Um, but you bad know, batch. bad bad suit, you know. Yeah. But you know, uh, everything is just sort of you know. Hopefully you like something, and I think this is a very diverse year for Star Wars TV overall, and was quite happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, similar thing. My train of thought in the paper. I saw you know seeing your comment there. Um, you know, twenty twenty two was a high watermark for adult novels. I'd say in terms of uh, the Disney canon. Um, yeah, I mean you could say aftermath. The aftermath trilogy was itself uh, an achievement, although you know with mixed mixed reception to that one the different trilogies but uh especially the summer had these three very different standalone novels you had uh 
you had uh brotherhood you had uh, princess and the scoundrel you had shadow of the sith um three different stories three different eras all three different you know kind of the the three different trilogies it's like they plan this out but they it's good on them good on lucasfilm publishing especially to to go in these different directions to make sure we're telling three different adult stories for a similar audience but not always the same audience and then uh just generally the group of authors generally that they've gotten including for uh for padawan for uh you know especially and then especially high republic um yeah so yeah good on them for giving us all these different character studies different kind of moments and all very character driven stories i do mention that a lot i'm trying um, to remember what the what were the standalones this year i mean i know the high republic was happening this year. yeah so again there is brotherhood by mike chen mm-hmm. shadow of the sith by adam christopher and mm-hmm. uh princess and the scoundrel by beth revis oh and the young kenobi story too yeah and then padawan by um kristen kristen oh I forget her name I, I, I want to say kristen beaver but that might be it yeah uh, Chris, well, Kristen Baver writing Baver. nonfiction books, uh, the, the the hieroglyphic making of uh, the, the art of the hieroglyphic. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So I'll I'll look that up and correct myself. What the author mm-hmm. of, of Padawan was another great novel uh, connected to everything with Obi Wan. Uh, those were you know both Padawan and uh, uh, oh goodness Brotherhood <laughs> single words. Um, those were connected to Kenobi. In their own way, but also different aspects, different stories, uh, showing that. So, um, yeah, good on them. And then, of course, Power Public bringing in uh, all these fresh voices for Phase Two. You have Zarata Cordova and Tessa Gratton and George Mann, uh, just in in the first wave of Phase Three already. Also with Kristen and, White. Kristen yes, White. Kristen White. Thank you. Um, phase Three, and I know. Um, cataclysm lydia king i believe her name is she's writing cataclysm and so uh yeah just different things and, and i mean even having uh charles soul is writing just a short that's coming out as, as i said in uh in a few days and uh claudia gray writing a one shot mixing things up spinning things around yeah i mean phase two is going tremendously it's gotten yeah. such great reception um, I think Joel, even you're more you're more into phase two than you were into phase one. I think that's fair to say. I like more or things about phase two. I love you, the you've mother. done more with it. So, so yeah, that's uh, good on them. Uh, Joel, you you had a something you wanted to chime in there before I go on. Uh, oh, that's right. You know, uh, you know, it's sort of funny how um, I think Star Wars honestly is at its best, and I can do a whole thing about this later when it's not really focusing on these big storylines which is ironic because we love the high republic i mean i know you do i like yeah. it um but you know like i think when it's too much this one storyline i think it gets a little too well you either like this storyline or that's it um i think with the one shots we allow ourselves to kind of like okay well we like this one storyline but also what if we don't or what if we want a little bit something else then we can move to like here's a one shot in this era or, you know, it's like, the again, the TV shows. Yeah, we got the Mandoverse thing going on. Yeah. But then Kenobi and Andor are very much like one shots, in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, you can say, like, oh, Kenobi's episode 3.5. And I don't regret anyone saying that. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, Kenobi's not gearing up for Mando season three. It's pretty much its own thing. And Andor is very much its own thing. The only thing it ties into is obviously Rogue One. Um, 
but I think kind of, and in 2008-2012, the, the old end, post-Endor Books of Legends kind of had a bit too much of that main storyline, keep driving forward, keep driving mm-hmm. forward, like maybe some one-shots or like a little trilogy of some different characters um, yeah. might be what uh, what is needed here. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we're c- continuing that, not they are doubling down on one thing. Taking a page from paper. <laughs> See exactly taking a yeah. page <laughs> i hope you all like that guess I'm, I'm very i'm proud of that joke i can now end 22 on a high note um yeah they've it's a lot easier so much easier to to do a novel it's not easy but it's easier oh, yeah. to to publish a novel than it is to throw up a uh you know blockbuster disney plus show but yeah i mean character driven stories on the one hand widespread they can just like you're echoing your point here. Yeah, uh, I don't need to repeat it. But yeah, uh, that, that is a great point. Um, speaking of High Republic, very quickly, going to run through this. There was the, the uh, High Republic show on the, the official StarWars.com and official Star Wars YouTube. Uh, Christina Ariel back doing her wonderful, glorious thing. Uh, so I'm going to just run through a bunch of things and then uh, quickly and then Joel, I'll get you to react to them. And then we have our, our first guest in the queue so uh we'll, we'll get to that so uh yeah first off some exclusive covers uh and, and the high republic show is, is really good with showing that a lot of comic book reveals comic book cover reveals some fantastic ones uh that are just going to get into my brain like what's happening what's happening with those things another thing is speaking of non-fiction or, or non-fiction like out of universe perspective there's gonna be a, an upcoming character encyclopedia um mm for the high republic and this is from starwars.com uh written by amy Rakow and megan kraus the book features over 250 characters from every phase of the high republic and a gorgeous new cover by artist phil noto the great phil noto who always always comes through his style is incredibly distinctive i will say it's pretty consistent you can look at this and i know this is phil noto but i love it you know you got marking you got lorna you got the big three uh oddly enough show folks showcasing the the big adult three who aren't the main characters of, of phase one at all i don't think but oh you got keevan there that that makes sense um yeah and then of course you even have the mother and bury and some others in there uh i listen to that um yeah this is this is fascinating to me i don't know if we have we have the nameless in there anyone we don't recognize yeah and the reason why i'm name uh, bringing that up is we don't actually know when this will come out. Uh, Christina Ariel, she said on the show, it says 2023. Uh, like everything, and this isn't a knock on anyone, that, that that is subject to change, I think. And especially, I mean, even Claudia Gray's one-shot comic has been moved along and moved along. Um, who knows when that, specifically when that's coming out. Uh, maybe maybe they do, but it hasn't, uh, you know, it, it keeps getting pushed back. So this could be get pushed back, especially because, it says every phase and um, you know, including phase three. And so like that young adult anthology coming out this year uh, that will also involve phase three. I'm wondering, will they wait to see uh, what, when the stories are done, how much of phase three will they be able to talk about in this? But otherwise, yeah, I mean, Joel, I'll, I'll stop there before I move on. What do you think of this character encyclopedia? Do you think you'll find it useful? And uh, what do you think of the cover? 
Oh, yeah, I love these sorts of things. I remember there was an old legend Star Wars encyclopedia years ago. It wasn't even just legend, but just Star Wars encyclopedia at the time. And, like, mm-hmm. there were, you know, you know, you had Vader, the Emperor Leia. They also had a bunch of can- uh, le- Legends characters, too, like Zek and Normandor from the Yuzong Long and Kurokanos, Thrawn. I think Thrawn was in there. Yeah. It was yeah. so long ago. Um, But, yeah, I love these sorts of things. I hope they're, like, a good picture with each character. I love visual I association. So. I think there will be, yeah. So. Uh, I love a good visual association. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I presume there will be. I don't know if Phil Noto's doing the interior art as well, but that would be fantastic. Of course, he's done uh, He's done the covers for Han Solo and Chewbacca. He's, done, he's one of the rare... Uh, we're talking with uh, Megan Wong about this. He's one of the rare folks who's been able to make a career on just drawing comic book covers, which is mm-hmm. unusual. So, I mean, love to see. He's done other book covers. He's done other media as well. So love to see that crossover. Um, okay, a bit more with the High Republic show. There was a bit of a uh, very interesting Dark Horse featurette um, with with some folks on the the Dark Horse Star Wars, especially the High Republic adventures, but not just. Um, so they did talk about harking back to Legends, moving forward with the new All Ages adventures, and it's an interesting contrast because, of course, the Legends Dark Horse comics are. are aren't all ages they're mostly adult they did do high republic they did do uh, star wars adventures um and an interesting note there just a bit of marketing but also to say how daniel who's the older for high republic adventures really brought the enthusiasm that we know he has and it's very infectious that it bleeds the page artist tony bruno with his vibrant colors especially his has caught it in this story of sav malagan a padawan sav malagan including dexter jetster if you're curious about that, that's not too big of a spoiler. Uh, he shows up uh, in Mos Kanata's castle. So, uh, yeah, and, I mean, lots of fun in that comic book uh, and, and interesting to see. Again, it's interesting to see them pull back and say, yeah, we were we were the folks who did all those comics, Joel, that you got for Christmas. Um, yeah. It was Dark Horse. This is something kind of different because it's just all ages. It's just for for younger readers basically but still uh still still working that in i, I get that charles soul was able to talk about the blade and i'm so happy he chimed in of course he's you know my favorite the guy who created created this guy up here mark Yunro. um and, and a few interesting comments there uh how porter engel uh his lightsaber combat in in this comic especially uh it has to exceed everything we've seen before because he's supposed to be the greatest swordsman ever better than probably better than Dooku better than anybody. Um, Charles, he mentioned how most Jedi are pretty fantastic. Most night, most knights and masters at least are uh, at least competent, if not proficient, if not virtuosic. And so this had to be even more than that, more than virtuosic. Um, And so uh, it's a tall task, especially for Marco Castiello and Jethro Morales doing the art. I think there was a bit of a sneak peek of him, uh, just using the lightsaber separate from his body, using the force, just wielding it while he's doing some other thing. And maybe that's part of the above, above and beyond. It'd be fascinating to see what, uh, what that we're going to have fits in the story. Also the tragedy of Barash, uh, Barash Engel. I don't know if that's actually her last name. They are brother and sister. I don't know if they're the same species, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, there's a reason the vow of non-interference is named after her. Uh, lastly, two more things. Zorada Cordova was talking about Convergence, which I'm almost done, promise. Uh, some character motivations for Gela and Axel. Gela 
seeing the Jedi through outsiders' eyes because she's been in on these temples and just sequestered. And um, so that's something that has been explored in Convergence, exploring, uh, especially I think the Battle of Jeddah and everything with Kevin Scott's comic is is exploring that. What do Jedi look like? Two folks who are not that necessarily that impressed with them. Like, not that they're unimpressed, but it's not like being a Jedi is that special um, when they're not used to that because they're told all their lives that being a Jedi is something special. Also, they're not special. (laughs) (laughs) They're not special. They're just Jedi. You know, there's other Force users. Um, And then Axel Greylark is the room for a new path uh, that isn't bound by his mother's legacy. Chancellor, of course, Chancellor Greylark, you know, is still any other bound as in resisting her legacy or being stuck to follow it? Is there a third path? Um, also, of course, there are still wounds from his father's death and Jedi are involved. And, and I gather that gets revealed through convergence. So that those are out of Cordova's comments. And lastly, Christina Ariel singing at the beginning. You gotta gotta watch that. So <laughs> that's um, the season finale of the High Republic show. Joel, is there anything in there that stands out to you? No, no, not this time. It's unfortunately. Uh, That's right. I gotta take a look at the singing though, because that sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, doing Christmas stuff, you know. Who doesn't love Christmas? Christina Ariel. She's she never changed. Christina, please never change. Please do you do. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's time, guys. I think uh, I think it's time to the great unboxing day guest show. We got at least one person who I believe is ready to go. I hope I hope she's ready to go. Uh, give me a nod there, <laughs> maybe. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll bring her in, in in just a second. First, this is how this is gonna work. Um, and I'll repeat this every time. We want to want you to look back, and we want you to look forward. Uh, so we'll ask favorite Star Wars memory, period. And if it's celebration, then what about celebration? Uh, then favorite Star Wars story, uh, screen or paper of 2022, and then what you're looking forward to. So. Already, uh, so yeah, Anna, let's bring you on. How's it going? Woo! Wonderful jersey, even better hat. Hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to do the Venn diagram. Uh, <laughs> big win this afternoon. Oh, yeah, great to kick off. Uh, at least the the you know, Liverpool's second half of the season. Okay, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, how's it going? Welcome to the Iron Cannon podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I am doing swell, especially after today's Liverpool win. Yes. And then Merry Christmas, Everton, to those who get the <laughs> reference. Um, <laughs> nice. but yeah, I'm doing great. How are y'all? How's y'all's uh, boxing day? Pretty good. Good. I got a box. I have my box. Hey. There we go. There we go. I got a box. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we got yeah. we got a bit more time. We're just waiting for, for more people to join the queue. Uh, did you get any any good uh, merch from Master Nicholas? Um, I actually got a lot of money, so oh, I just did that and just bought stuff for myself. Well, I haven't started buying anything oh. except for the Liverpool third shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I, I think a, I sent you the link for. That. Yeah, we, we we talked about <laughs> yeah, yeah about that. Oh, yeah. I got Robo on the back of that, nice. but that's it for me. Yeah. I mean, just chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, had a good like holiday, Christmas, hung out with family, ate a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Mm, food, real food. 
Actually, I don't. I'm not the foodie. I'm just seeing, making sure. I just saw you message me something. Else. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, so you, you haven't bought stuff yet. What? Do uh, you have anything? Uh, I have don't have anything that I... Surprisingly, you just bought it all already, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't really... I've been trying to be a bit better. Well, because I have a trip coming up, so I'm trying to save for that. So after the trip, then I think there will be a possible influx of things. Though I do have like a present for Jordan and Tracy. Hopefully, I'll I can get it to them soon, and they can maybe like unwrap it on stream. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. It's a good idea. Oh yeah, I keep, feel I keep... free to join us, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep threatening to uh, come threatening. Come on, you're gonna stream again, and, and if I have something to unbox, I'll oh yeah, yeah, well, I'll you know. Um, okay, well, we'll see. Uh, are are you planning on going to going to Celebration Europe? Are you hoping to go? I know I was further south wish than that. But... I could go to Celebration Europe. Um, I am all. not. Um, I am not going. I don't have plans to go to Celebration <laughs> Europe. Um, but I will be. You know, watching as much streams and stuff as I can to get all the updates. Hey, CouchCon twenty three, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Yeah, let's uh, let's figure out a, a fa- underworld fandom fam. Figure that out. Yeah, we can, we can do it. We can do it. Okay. Well, we might as well dive into it then. Um, yeah, because we got time again. We're we're waiting for more people to join the old queue. Um. Favorite Star Wars memory of 2022, and, and you know the stipulation. If it is celebration, what is what about celebration? Okay, it is celebration, but um, <laughs> uh, I think my favorite part about celebration was just the Lucasfilms panel. I think I cried three times in that oh. first hour and a half of just like the whole convention um just because of that panel um one i somehow maybe have like unknowingly sat in the vip section (laughs) of celebration no one was like telling us where to go so i was like cool open seats it's second row that's cool i (laughs) i wish i I wish I had that kind of guts because, like, I'm in a wheelchair, so it's like I'm disabled. I should be allowed at ease to do anything I want, which, but I didn't. Should be true. I, should be I true. mean, <laughs> it should be. Let's yeah. be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, and no one kicked me out. Yeah. So, and then it started, and so I was like, <laughs> "Cool. I guess I'll be sitting here." Why not? Um, yeah. So that panel, and then like. For me, for like, yeah, I met like Tamara Morrison and um, and like all the everyone that I met at um, Celebration doing like the autos and stuff like that. Met you and McGregor, that's cool. But like being able to be there for that, um, uh, the premiere of Kenobi, that was probably like hands down for me. Oh my gosh. And just like during like those first two episodes, and just being in the like theater or in the you know, just with a bunch of Star Wars fans, and like 
you know, the, uh, um, shoot, the, uh, in Dayu on the second episode with the clone trooper and everyone's reaction just to that part was just, you know, just like all the reactions to the small things, like only like Star Wars fans would know, like, oh my gosh, you know, and just kind of, yeah, that whole atmosphere was pretty cool. And Mm -hmm. it's like, sure, sometimes like you'll get in a theater or stuff like that. But like when you're with like your people, I think nothing beats that experience. Yeah. Just being in the arena. uh, Yeah. In that moment, especially, well, the arena on Alderaan, when we see Alderaan. Mm uh and we 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 about to this we realized all of us like how many thousands of us realized collectively what was about to happen and then of course it was a bait and switch but (laughs) but still we were all you know only at star wars celebration can you see these spires and these mountains and a little girl and we'd all collectively connect the dots it was yeah that was pretty magical i i agree that was a great moment um but anjali have any anything to chime in there no, I mean, I, 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 I wish I could have done that myself, uh, but that was the uh, I help party at the time. Um, but um, it, so, you know, it was a lot of years. Speaking of Kenobi, would you do you say would you say that was your favorite on screen story of the year? Like of, of the three being, of course, Boba, Kenobi and Andor. Would you say that's your favorite or you think you get another one? Uh, like know. if you check all my tweets, I'm like. Oh, Andor, Andor, Andor. Yeah. But uh, the person that I am and my attachment to Obi Wan mm-hmm. as a character, Obi Wan is like maybe like that much like ahead of Andor. Yeah. Um, but that's just my because of my it my um, love for just the prequels and everything like that too, mm. and just that era. Um, but yeah, Andor. I I can't stop like talking about Andor, especially that last episode to people. Like as much as I gush about Andor, it's like that small. Just for mm-hmm. me personally, I have that small little. I guess Kenobi has a yeah. just small nudge up on there. I mean, that, that's fair. I mean, we've had that film for what? It's two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Whatever year it is, seventeen years coming up, yeah. coming up on eighteen years. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be adult. legal to drink in Quebec soon. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're um, in America. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. No, I, to drink it in can Quebec drive, specifically. It can drive in the yeah. states. Yes. Um, it can watch <laughs> r- rated R movies in the states. <laughs> Maybe could be a rated R movie one day. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it can vote. Yeah, it can vote. This. Anyway, uh, but yeah, the the love that we have for that film, yeah, you can't, I can see it give it that extra oomph. Yeah, uh, for those of us Star Wars fans. One last question about celebration before we look to the future. Uh, I, I'll just maybe just a comment. I still blows my mind that you know, you you hadn't met uh, Jordan. At that oh yeah, moment. You, like you guys are in the I same know. room from the same city. <laughs> yeah, no, and we like our friend. Yeah. Who had connected us together. Yeah. Hadn't decided not to tell us until two months after that's amazing. Celebration. There you go. Knowingly that we were both going at the same time. Yeah. And of course, 
where all that's going is, is Tales Beyond the Galaxy on the Star Wars Underworld podcast, network, <laughs> uh, which you can catch Wednesday nights at seven thirty uh, Mountain Central. Time, Central Time. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, except I, for I this have, week. Except for this week. This, this, this week. week. Yeah. Uh, I do so have Jordan. one question though for you, Anna. Um, do you have it? Where did you keep up with any of the reading? And do you have a particular favorite uh, book, a book or comic this year that came out? You yes, I yes. have read. Well, the new ones that did come out this year, hmm. uh, I did read Padawan and I did read um, Brotherhood. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed Brotherhood. <laughs> um, especially like Asajj Ventress is also one of my favorite characters too. So just like yeah. that first meeting yeah. of Obi-Wan and Ventress. And just the start of that, I was like, "Oh, everything. A lot of things make more sense now." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just it just makes enhances every time I like rewatch uh, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And I also like, um, and I've read Dark Disciple finally this year too. Yes. And so that just also, ugh, it was a it was a adventurous year for me too. It was yeah yeah they got the the double whammy there. <laughs> Ventress yeah. and Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Mike Chen does a great job setting mm-hmm. up the banter that would later happen. Um, mm-hmm. and just, well, not setting up, but uh, extrapolating backwards. Yes. Right? I mean, kind of similar to what Adam Christopher does in mm-hmm. of the Sith, extrapolating backwards to, yeah, where um, where things are. So, yeah, that that great. And, and you're saying Dr. Sable is new to you. Uh, which is fair. Like, well, that's one of the things yeah. we can ask is, is if it's new or if it's new to you, that counts mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. Well, I knew like most of the events and everything yeah. that happened in it, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't till like this year that I actually like read or listened to the auto audio book. Yeah. So I listened to like everything audio book and I'm in the middle uh, or like, I just started the uh, uh, revenge of the Sith audio book, oh. novelization audio book. Classic so good yeah. just like that first part where like where they talk about like dooku and everything mm-hmm. and where they described like the whole duel oh mm-hmm. so good yeah that's yeah that i mean especially the duel and just all the different techniques and the storytelling mm-hmm. characterization in that yeah i mean that's oh, yeah. one of those novels that's so beloved beloved that it, it mm-hmm. like darth Plagueis, it's effectively canon we just we can't not see it while watching so yeah, great point. Um, last question of all the announcements for 2023. Uh, what are you most looking forward to? For, you know, you're not going to do celebration, but you'll, we'll do CouchCon. We'll do Couch, we'll do CouchCon. But in terms of actual <laughs> things coming out, stories coming out, including one that comes out in uh, in a week and a half, but uh, otherwise, including that one, but also anything else. That's good uh, like top of my list excitement for me. I would say the Mandalorian season three, just because yeah. of my love for Mandalore. Yes. Um, I'm really excited to see all of that in live action, which I'm assuming that is Mandalore. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and, and all that, yeah. Uh, and then um, after Mandalorian mm-hmm. season three, I'm really excited for um, Jedi Survivor. Yes, good call. And and the book. Yeah, uh, Battle Scars by yes. Toronto Sam Max. <laughs> there you go. Which is 
Yeah. What it comes like comes out like when does that book come out? Like a week or two before the game, I think. Okay. Like maybe two, three weeks before the game. Around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I so. need to like get on. Yeah. Top of that before. Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine people will be reading while the game is being, you know, played through and all that. But yeah, um, right are you are you gonna do playthroughs on Wednesday nights? Oh, yes. Excellent. Um, yes, for that for Survivor, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have plans for that, and then um, the next playthrough that we're doing is not Star Wars, but it's going to be The Last of Us. Nice. Okay. Um, because that is going to come out the live action HBO version in January fifteenth. Oh right, that's Disney. right. Yeah, comes out. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, lots of exciting things both both in Star Wars and outside of Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, tell us from the Omni Galaxy. Uh, plug that. Plug uh, everything else. Okay, yeah. Um, usually most Wednesday nights, <laughs> seven thirty mm-hmm. Central Time. Um, what eight thirty Eastern? Mm-hmm. Five thirty. Y'all can Eastern. do the math. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. On Twitter, what, what are we? We're TFBTG Pod. Um, on Instagram, Beyond the Galaxy Pod, which I do a lot more posts on there. And if I, oh, I need to post a picture of the uh, waffles I made yesterday. Um, yes, there we go. All of that good stuff. Um, uh, we 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 stream on Twitch at uh, Tales from Beyond the Galaxy. And then the VOD is usually like within the next hour or so on uh, our YouTube. Um, But yeah. Um, And then you can follow me is that one. Z-O-M-G, Anna, L-O-L-Z. On Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, whatever. All, all yeah. over the all over the internet as well. Right on the internet. Yeah. I, I like I like saying Zomgana lols. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean it's, it's, that's how no, I great. that's right. what no, I right. say yeah. in my head. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, right you know. Sometimes. Anyways, well, on that note, we're gonna let you go. But it was good chatting. Thanks for dropping by. Ooh, for, yeah, knives uh, out, Chris. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, though it's out. not like Star Wars or anything. Watch Glass Onion. Oh my gosh, it is so good. I need to watch Knives Out. Oh yeah, I need to change that. I might watch that soon. I need to watch uh, Willow also. But I do all. need to get on Willow. Yeah, like the film. I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, so yeah I might even do that tonight. So, but yeah, Knives Out, Glass Onion. I've heard everything really oh, good yeah. about that. Right on. All right. Well, thanks again for dropping by. Good to Thank have you. met you. On the thanks evening. for Last having weeks. me, y'all. And yeah. um yeah. See you guys around. Sounds nice. good. Sounds good. Okay. So we're going right. to. Next person. I think we got a new person here. Yeah. I'm going to add James. James, how's James. it going? Hello. Can, can, can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can hear you. Okay. How are you guys doing? You're doing good. We're doing good. How are you? Good to hear. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, weather is finally calmed down. It was negative 33 here like two days ago, but (laughs) it's not a little today, but overall, I mean, we're finally getting back to a point where it's, 
unbearable. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, like, whereabouts sort of are you? If you don't want to be too uh, Oh, no. I mean, that's fine. Oh, love the shirt, by the way. The Star yeah. Wars one, Joel. Oh, um, I'm, uh, I'm in LaSalle County, Illinois. Oh, you know, so I'm, I'm uh, a couple hours from Chicago. I okay. mean, I go up there every once in a while, but, you know. <laughs> so you're, you're about just due west of, of me in Toronto, yeah. Just oh, okay. Toronto. Actually, yeah. I, I, I met a few Canadians here um, a few months back uh, yeah. that – uh, they were down here for a disc golf tournament, of all things. That <laughs> does not surprise me. <laughs> it was the most Canadian thing that I'd heard in quite yeah. a while, to be honest with you. Uh, I have some friends in Saskatchewan who play disc golf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I kid you. Uh, well, I'm James. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Crusty the Clown. <laughs> hey, hey. Right on. Uh, so, yeah, and, and welcome to the Iron Cannon podcast. Uh, you know, we're so yeah, we're doing the chat, you know, paper cannon and and screen cannon. Um, the idea is for you to look, to look back and to look forward. Um, first of all, we'll start with favorite memory. What was your favorite Star Wars memory? Was it an event? Was it a, a thing you experienced? Uh, favorite Star Wars memory isn't necessarily like one singular memory. It's kind of a collective of like so. Like my first experience with Star Wars was uh, my my father had the. Uh, not not the special edition on VHS, but he, I, I got brought up with the original trilogy first off. My father refused to watch the prequels until I actually got to introduce that to him. So that was cool. The funniest thing was was watching one and two with him. And then in the second one, he pauses it and goes, that uh, that's Senator Palpatine. That's going to be the emperor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, but specifically, I meant to say 2022 specifically. Oh, a great memory. Okay. A great memory. I will say that. That was a great memory. Uh, uh, but if 2022 was your, your favorite. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, uh, I, I haven't kept up as much as I should okay. this year. I, I guess probably my, it, it'd be another personal uh, Star Wars memory was I, I got to show uh, New Hope to my girlfriend and then she actually had a nightmare about stormtroopers coming oh. and um, invading a ship and taking her away like Princess Leia. <laughs> oh. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> no, um, actually, so last time I, I was on the show, I didn't really have too much to talk about, but I actually uh, brought something to talk to you guys about today. Uh, so, so my my cousin, I thought maybe you guys should could shed some light onto this. I was uh, listening to this earlier, didn't get a chance to Google it. I was a little enthralled, but she had given me a vinyl that she found in the attic of her house after she bought it. She found the Star Wars soundtrack on vinyl. She kept that, but she knows I'm also a Star Wars fan. So she gave me a vinyl that said the story of Star Wars on it. And so I thought, you know, it was going to kind of be like, because George Lucas's name was on there. And uh, I and I was thinking, okay, so this is going to be George Lucas talking about making Star Wars. It's going to be an in-depth thing. No, it was literally Star Wars on vinyl. Like, all of the actors, the soundtrack, everything. The only thing that's different is there is a narrator kind of making it almost like audiobook Star Wars. Is uh, it the radio play? Is what I'm wondering. Oh, that could be it because yeah. it sounds like a radio show. Yeah. yeah, they did a separate radio play, but yeah, that's on vinyl. That's an amazing, amazing. I've thing. Yeah. I've heard about those radio shows. Like yeah. I, I heard 
The one thing that I remember about hearing about the radio show version of Return of the Jedi mm -hmm. is that in the Return of the Jedi, when Vader takes down the Emperor, he like had this whole speech before before he takes <laughs> him down. Like, I'm gonna give this epic speech, and then I'm gonna throw you down. And then Lucas just reduces that to no, so he <laughs> eventually reduces to no. But yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. The only difference I didn't get to finish it um, uh, because I, I didn't get to finish it. But the one difference that I noticed, it wasn't a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Hmm. It it started with that, but there was an extra bit of, of spiel to it. And I meant to write it down and I can't find that piece of paper, but it's something about a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And like an extraordinary tale, it goes on to make it sound like more grandiose than it does kind of like leaving that little mystery up to the title call you know? that's pretty sweet right on that, that's that's pretty pretty cool pretty classic find um talking about star wars stories in 2022 if you've been able to keep up with the the books and comics and whatnot or if you prefer to talk about uh the disney plus shows what is your favorite that came out in 2022 like like i said um Joel invited me, but I, uh, mm. I, I am more of a casual fan. That's fair. And, yeah. and so, <laughs> I mean, but I, I guess the one thing, um, the one that I'm the most excited to watch, I will mm -hmm. say, is, is Andor. Yes. Because I have been looking forward to that so much. Rogue One was my favorite of all of the Disney movies that came out. And that's the one I'm the most looking forward to seeing. I I haven't even seen Bad Batch season one yet, but the trailer for season two had me exciting. And just talking with Joel and uh, one of our uh, fellow people at Culture Slate, Richard Herrera, um, I mean, th those two hyped it up enough for me that. <laughs> yeah. That was good. You're in for a treat for sure. Um, yeah. Are there any stories, Star Wars stories that? Maybe maybe came up before, but that were new to you that you encountered that really really stuck with you or grabbed you. Um, uh, for for this year in particular, yeah, or or you know yeah. even previous years. If if you, you watch the Star Wars you haven't seen before, but you saw it this year, we'll we'll count that this year. I saw yeah. Star Wars thing you saw. Uh, um, I I, I did finish visions finally nice. <laughs> i i had seen most of it that that was pretty uh you know fantastic i'm very excited for season two i i guess more so than anything what i'm most excited from for this year is is to hear about the lineup for 2023 and just how like cram packed that really is i have a lot of catching up to do uh this year i've watched um i'm i'm diehard dc fan so most of my watching has gone towards like dc universe stuff but uh no the the thing that i got i, I guess the most excited about this year was actually hearing about next year's like slate like mm -hmm. especially hearing about like ahsoka coming out that will be i will be sitting down canceling all plans and <laughs> definitely watching that like night one <laughs> We're reeling you in. We're reeling you in. I, that's what that's what I hear you saying here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I I dropped off this year. I don't know what happened. Same with the MCU shows. I I missed uh, I, I missed She Hulk in the beginning of the year. I was I was finally I'm finally getting caught up with those. But yeah. <laughs> well, look, that happens. You know, life happens. You have other other fandoms. Um, while you're here, I'm just curious to know what to think about the whole James Gunn, the DC slate. <laughs> what's what's your take on on all that? I mean, I, obviously, when I first heard um, about 
Henry Cavill being mm-hmm. ousted. Um, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Black Adam. Yeah. Uh, seeing him show up at the end of that movie, I like. Well, actually, I I had seen it prior. I had I had seen the leak. I saw the footage, <laughs> but actually seeing, <laughs> but actually seeing it, um, like in the theaters, that was just a jaw dropping moment for me. Like yeah. it was unbelievable to see him finally back. I mean, I know we got Zack Snyder's Justice League, but that was you know he didn't shoot anything new for it like everyone else did. Yeah. And then for him to post that he's back, just to say that he's gone, and James Gunn, you know, following that up, like yeah, no, this is true. Uh, that that was a heavy blow just because it kind of felt like okay finally the DC EU is getting its footing but yeah I, I I do think the reboot is necessary I think it's the best thing I I loved um I'm I'm in the minority here I I love the Snyderverse stuff mm-hmm. I can admit it's not the best in the world Batman vs Superman I love that movie it's not a good <laughs> representation of the characters uh but no I I. I think James Gunn and Peter Safran are making the right move. I I, I think it's to recast all of this stuff, you know, just start off with a fresh slate because they tried to rush into it without having a solid plan before. And if they can actually stick with this plan, which is because every time they tell us we have a plan, if they can stick with it this time, then thumbs up. James Gunn get fired next week. I, like <laughs> I say that as a joke, but that's sadly yeah. not going to happen easily. Well, I just, <laughs> oh, I, I just hope, you know, like I'm, I'm glad that the Matt Reeves stuff is staying as its own thing. And I'm glad the Todd Phillips stuff is staying as its own thing, because what I'm excited for, especially is the fact that James Gunn has already said, you know, like we're going to do Elseworlds. We're also going to do the DCU because that's what DC in the comics really is. You know, you have the mainline stuff, but <laughs> they've always done Else Worlds, and it's always been just as good. The Red Sun—that's that's not Else Worlds, is it? Yeah, it is Else Worlds. So I'm not not losing my mind. Okay, good. I love <laughs> Red Sun's the only one of the only things I've read in DC. Anyway, I know that's a bit of a digression, but I appreciate the digression. That was uh, it was interesting. Um, yeah, you know, in, in James Gunn, I trust. I love Guardians so much. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, but thanks for coming on. Uh, before we let you go. Uh, anything you want to plug um, on the internet elsewhere? Oh, um, the weekly slate, uh, which premieres every uh, Saturday morning on the Culture Slate channel. Uh, you can also check out Culture Slate Reacts and um, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, Star Wars Culture. Sorry, had a little bit of a brain oh, fart man. moment there, but yeah, all of our channels through Culture Slate. I mean, you can catch me every Saturday. Or unless there is another snowstorm, then you'll get somebody else there on Saturdays yeah. for the weekly slate. But yeah, that's that's about it. I, I I'm glad you guys had me on. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's nice to see you both again. Uh, sorry that you know I'm not. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> I love Star Wars. That, I'm just that, not as uh, you're trending in the right yeah. direction. <laughs> that's right. That that vinyl yeah. story was quite fascinating. I I, yeah. I gotta. I wish I could listen to it because it sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I very much, if there's not a recording on YouTube, I'm I'm going to record the thing and hope it doesn't get taken down by copyright. So <laughs> it's probably private, private, private message us and yeah, we'll, yeah. Then we can listen to it in our, in our private quarters. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you guys. I, I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> all right. Thanks, James. Thanks for coming. Stay warm. Uh, all right. Uh, right. Yeah, we're going to bring in. Arrived, so who, yeah, there we go. We got it. Got a bit of a lineup coming up. So thanks for everyone for your patience there. Jeff, are you good to go? All right. We're going to bring in 
the one and only Jeffrey White. Good to Jeffrey. see you. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me well? Yeah, we can hear you just great. Uh, how you doing? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Oh, man. I, I had a had a great Christmas time. Had a lot of fun. Um, got awesome. presents. Got some awesome things. Um, yesterday was incredible as like I hosted a podcast with our you know Culture Slate CEO, Mr. Chris Siegel, um, on my hype function show. We were discussing all our Christmas gifts. And believe it or not, this is I know we have so many Christmas traditions, right? But like I this is the sixth year. That's one, two, three, four, five, six wow. years that I've done it. Like so with like, Chris, right? Specifically. With Chris, yes. That's specifically great. with Chris. That is great. It's that Chris is really great. <laughs> yeah. Great person. He's a great person. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it's no, it's just it's just really cool. I mean, 2022, I was talking to him yesterday. It's just like we've had so much Star Wars. I think more than ever before and that's saying something we all knew 2019 was crazy right with you know jedi fallen order with the rise of skywalker of mando season one and with all the disney plus stuff we've been starting to get it, it feels like this year they just drowned us <laughs> <laughs> like to the point where like i i delayed watching andor partially because that came out during a stressful time in my life but also because I was just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I, I got my fix of Obi-Wan Kenobi, like with yeah. live action Star Wars for a while. And, and now we're at this weird lull. I mean, I, st- I watched a few episodes of Andor yesterday. I love it. It's amazing. I understand why you all love it. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm going to finish that. But it's crazy. You know, we have two months till Mandalorian. And then, you know, as the, the previous guest was saying, you know, we have Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. We have Bad Batch coming in a week or two. And it's just, there's just so much going on. It's almost, how do you guys keep track of all this, man? <laughs> with, with calendars and ske- harsh scheduling. <laughs> harsh yeah. discipline. Yes. Um, what would you say? I mean, I guess you kind of, you mentioned Obi-Wan. Was Obi-Wan your favorite on-screen um, story this year? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I have wanted like a prequel heiress or with prequel actors, a story with prequel actors for a long time. And, you know, Ewan McGregor has been talking about it for years saying, oh, we might do something. And then it was canceled as a film and then it came back as a show. Mm-hmm. I want to actually want to show you real quick this gift I got yesterday. I don't know if you guys can see it. Oh, nice. Look at that. Aww, cute. Well, uh... Like, I think I, we've had so many droids in Star Wars that like it's so easy oh. to forget like stuff like Lola. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, you know, when we watched, again, one of my greatest pl- pleasures was watching the first two episodes with you guys, yeah. like in like Ben's hotel room, Ben Hart's <laughs> hotel room, yeah. uh, like after the first night of celebration. And I remember going on the show floor the next day and all of a sudden in the Hasbro booth, there's like yep. a million Lola toys. Right there. <laughs> right there. Like, well, they it's did. like they planned that. Oh, <laughs> no, it's like they know. You know bring George, out the merch. Yeah. It's like, I, I know, right? I have so many like little remote controlled droids. Like I have a BB-8, I have a DO, I have an R2-D2. Nice. That'd be cool if I had a 3PO, but I... I just, Life-size just, 3PO. Just, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, hey, Mr. Daniels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Daniels, you got one? Yeah. And provide the voice um mm. but i but other than like, like celebration greatest time of my life like mm-hmm. if i think back to 2022 like that was the time i got my master's degree in college i you know i went to disneyland for multiple days with my family and it was just so incredible i paid mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars on star wars merch as i as you as one does um only hundreds but, don't you <laughs> 
I did a little bit of that. Uh... <laughs> Fan sells their soul. Yes. Like, yeah, Chris Chris was telling me yesterday on the show that he that it's like, yeah, at conventions, that's my shopping. I go yeah. shopping at like Comic Cons and Star Wars conventions, obviously. But the other notable thing of 2022 I want to talk about, and I'm sorry, guys, it's not really Star Wars related, but cool. you, know, you, you guys have played this with me, and that's Fall Guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I tried playing that yesterday by myself for about a minute, but 70 seconds, and then I, I quit. But uh, it's more, way more fun with people. It's more fun with people, yeah. Like, I love, Joel, that, like, you host on the Star Wars Underworld Network's Discord server, like, our Fall Guys playthroughs every, like, other week. Because, like, it's, it's fun because, like, I've been playing this game nonstop for about three or four months, like, a little bit every day, right? And I... I like to think I've gotten good, but it's a it's a difficult game. It's one of those yeah. easy to learn, hard to master kind of games. Um, but um, I, I think it was just so cool teaching you all how to play and like mm-hmm. telling you, trying to figure out some of what was happening. Yeah. I got this as a gift yesterday. This little bean plushie. Oh, that's it's adorable. Like, <laughs> they um, have like a, yeah. I was gonna say to everyone out there on the Discord, feel free to join us. Uh, we might have a bit of a delay for the new year. And then a work schedule on Friday, uh, but we're hoping to get back in like midish January. So don't worry, it will not take too long to get back to Fall Guys or other fun things too. I have other plans. Well, you may Joel... also watch Anna possibly play Fall Guys. <laughs> True. Yeah. Like I, I, I'll tell a quick story real quick. Um, yeah. I think I told Ben this like when he was gone, but like we, when we had Hannah Rayside from the Rayside on the network and. Like she, she was like, this is her first time playing Fall Guys. She didn't know what she was doing. We had a private match of just like the eight or ten of us that were there. And what happened? Who won? Hannah. First match, <laughs> Hannah wins. Of course. Professional, like just knows everything, great at everything. Um, but <laughs> I, I just love the jolly vibes of Fall Guys. I like, like it's not one of those dark and great. It's not like a Call of Duty. It's not a shooter. <laughs> yeah. No, not Are you sure? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I got you, Matt. Yeah, like it, it can be frustrating. It's just yeah. not dark per se. Um, you can grab people and chuck them, I guess. <laughs> and, and they just, oh, there you go, fall off a cliff. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, Doug, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just love Fall Guys a lot. Yeah. And like they added SpongeBob in the latest season. And I'm yeah. just like, yes, I. I actually unlocked SpongeBob a few days, like last yes, week. Yes, we saw that was, that was funny. Uh, so, bringing back to Star Wars again, wonderful digressions, love it. Um, you mentioned Celebration, and you may you mentioned the Kenobi viewing. What was that your favorite moment, or or was there maybe another favorite moment mm-hmm. in Celebration? See, my brain has like three or four moments that are currently lodged in my brain. One of them was when we were all watching Obi-Wan Kenobi. Another one was when I was at the Star Wars Celebration live stage. I was in the audience in the front row and the best star of the day, Pedro Pascal, comes out. And like you look at the beginning of that video, front and center, boom, there's the back of my head. Like, like, I I kid you not, my mother recognized it immediately. Oh, that's you. That's That's impressive. Um, and just and that's like, also a mother, good, good mothering. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but like, just man, Pedro Pascal is so like he was like so humble. He's just like, oh my god, everybody likes me. Mm-hmm. And it's just not like he's like some of the greatest characters in cinematic in a cinematic medium. But just like, it was just so fascinating hearing like all these like fangirls around me, like people <laughs> who love Pedro Pascal, like screaming when he comes out, and like 
yeah, yeah. Like there were so many great moments on that stage. Um, I, like I was there, like they started off on the first day that they had some Willow interviews on stage to start it off. And, you know, it was kind of a measured response. There was some collapse and whatnot, like I said before. But then Favreau and Filoni come out. And then like that's when the place starts roaring. Mm. Another moment I have in mind um, was when I was in line to get an autograph from Sam Witwer. Mm. Sam Witwer's an amazing dude. I got he got an autograph on the same photo that I got Ray Park to sign many years, like a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like so cool. But I'm just like waiting in line, and all of a sudden, the nearby celebration stage starts roaring, and all of a sudden, you see the graphic Ewan McGregor. Like this is like the end of the third day, and Ewan McGregor came out. Like nobody knew, he just came out. Like boom, like let's talk about Mm -hmm. Obi Wan. Like. And seeing everybody around me just like running towards the stage <laughs> because like people are like freaking out about you and McGregor. I think Ben Hart got some like photos like from yes. the yeah. way back of the audience, right? Um, and then the other one, I got a cool photo op with Billy Lord, uh, Lieutenant Connix, and obviously Carrie Fisher's daughter. Um, she was very nice. Um, she, it was really awesome seeing. I think you know, I think she's very underrated, like outside, mm-hmm. you know, in the Star Wars world at least. She's been doing fantastic in American Horror Story and Scream Queens. But, you know, I, I think I said something like, you know, I hope you have a, you know, hope you have a bigger role in Star Wars mm-hmm. sometime. Like, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. yeah but it was just so cool. Just like all these Star Wars celebrities, <laughs> all of my friends, podcast buddies, people like you who also mm-hmm. are huge Star Wars fans that were all just coming together for four days and just pun, no pun intended, pun, well, uh, pun is intended, we're celebrating yes. Star Wars. Right. Aptly named. It's aptly named. Aptly named for yeah. sure. But you're making like, me. Uh, you're making me disappointed that I didn't spend more time at the uh, the live stage. That's something I definitely want to do um, next time I go to celebration. Absolutely, because yeah. I remember Matthew. Like when I was, so this was my first celebration as well. And so you know, I'd never been to a celebration before. When it was in Chicago three years ago, that was <laughs> yeah, running to the state. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. point taken um but for um three years ago at chicago i i didn't go to that obviously but i was remember watching the live state like the live stream that yeah. the star wars show was doing and i'm like man that's they have an audience you can see the booths in the background and these mm-hmm. celebrities i want to be there yeah. and then what did i do i, I was there yes. i my sort of dream came true and mm-hmm. uh you know and if, and of course, it was awesome uh, sitting next to Joel during the Star Wars Underworld podcast at IHOP. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yes. ate. I love the memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, all of a sudden, these are like people. Like, yeah, it, it'll be about in a few months, it'll be 10 years since I started listening to the Underworld, and which is a very long time. My goodness. <laughs> but I think all of a sudden, I'm seeing these people like I, like, like this one person used to host a podcast on Channel 1138 like eight years ago. Like, oh, I remember you. <laughs> and just like seeing all these like amazing people that like I've seen in chat and past and present and just like, ha- again, just being all he- all being there because we love not, not just Die Hot, but also Star Wars. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, for sure. That's definitely get getting the spirit of what this is about. Um, what celebrations about what the fandom is about. Uh, are you going to be able to go to Europe? Uh, I don't even have a passport. So okay. uh, I feel that. Also, and I just moved a couple months ago, yeah, that's partially why yeah. I delayed Andor. Yeah. So I don't have the money, but right. um, oh, whatever. No. Yeah. It's, gone. 2023. it's happening. We're doing yeah. it. We're going to do something for it for sure. I'll be watching the streams from home. That's for dang yeah. sure. <laughs> there we go. So speaking of 2023, then um, 
anything you're looking forward to? What are you looking forward to most? I should say. So it's funny. Um, I was I'm watching Monday Night Football and like they aired the Disney Plus 2023 ad. It had like oh, a yeah. peak of Ahsoka and like Skeleton Crew, Secret Invasion, not Star Wars, but like and all the cool. There's mm-hmm. so many cool things coming. Um, I want to say Mandalorian season three because it has been quite a long time since we've mm-hmm. seen our baby, our belovable baby Grogu. And there's just nothing quite like Grogu. I, it, he's transcended fandom. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not just diehard fans who, who love Grogu. It's everybody in the known universe. And so it's just going to be so special seeing what will happen with Bo-Katan and, you know, that, that dynamic with Din Djarin. Will we learn more about Din Djarin's past? Like, I think I brought up something. What if we learn more about Grogu's species? And just like Grogu's upbringing, other than I mean, we know of his Jedi upbringing, and he was at the temple, and what happened, Order sixty six. But mm-hmm. I wonder what more there is we can learn because you know Grogu is you know around fifty years old, and that might be insignificant for that species, but right. to us, like that's a lot of like lore that that may have happened. So there's just so many things. I, I hope I was telling Chris yesterday. I'm like, I hope that that's Babu Frick in the trailer and not just a member of the species. Yeah, please be Babu Frick. <laughs> That'd be funny. Please, That'd be hilarious. That, that mm-hmm. way, people who are like, yes, Rise of Skywalker is canon because there's Babu Frick. He there Babu it is. Frick there it is. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, oh, and I, I, I'm a. I, I, I'm apologetic, but or, um, I'm a, I should say I'm a self-proclaimed lover of all the sequel trilogy fil- films. Ooh. I love Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, all of them. And like, there's just so many cool things that they all added. But yeah, Babu Frick, definitely a highlight. Mm-hmm. I hope we see more of Babu. There we go. There we go. Sequelists. <laughs> you guys are both Actually, ardent sequelists, and I'm here for it. Actually, there Ben Hart. Ben Hart actually told me, Joel, that like you're like the one of the few other people who is vocally loves the sequel trilogy. Is that right? Uh huh. Pretty right. much. I always mention it at least once a podcast. Yeah, at least yeah. I like the thing I do. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. Arden sequelists. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Jeff, thanks for so much for coming on. Um, before we let you go, uh, for free to plug uh, what, what you're up to on the internet where people can find you, people can listen to your, your podcasts, etc. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Oh, uh, it's been an honor to finally be on Ion Cannon. Yes. Love this, love this show. Get you on more. Gotta, <laughs> yeah. gotta be on more. Yeah. I love talking yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Um, I host a podcast called hype function yes. and I, every month I am joined. Usually I'm on, I, I have folks like you guys um, from the Star Wars Underworld Network or some of my other friends, and we just discussed it's either Star Wars, video games, or superhero films. And yes. I just had an episode, like I mentioned earlier yesterday, where Chris Siegel, the CEO of Culture Slate, um, posted with me yeah. on Christmas Day, and we had a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We talked a little bit about the DC Films drama, what's Patty Jenkins doing with Rogue Squadron, and you know all that drama with D- on the DC side. We talked about Andor and Obi-Wan Kenobi and like we just did with the 2023 slate so always a lot of fun always a lot of fun just talking about Star Wars because we're all so passionate about it right and what better way to express that passion than by podcasting and obviously going to Star Wars Celebration right (laughs) so yeah you can find that on Spotify Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to it's called Hype Function H-Y-P-E Function yes right on well, Jeff, I'm, great I, to, great chatting with you. I uh, hope to chat again sometime soon, be it on the, the Discord or, or wherever else already. Uh, Chris, Star Raptor. I, I Raptor. didn't ask if you were ready or not. I just assumed you were. <laughs> 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 what, going on? There we go. There we go. He is the 
the tie-in materials correspondent <clears throat> of the Star Wars Underworld and, and a title I will I will never uh, let you relinquish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say I'm pretty proud of it, and yeah. uh, it's always fun when it gets mentioned every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Especially got to get mentioned on here, you know. You, you know, yeah. again, I, whenever you come on, I gotta you gotta give you credit where credits due. The inspiration for for this infrastructure being, you know, just having another another voice talking about the paper, especially. Yeah. <laughs> We're part part of that that subculture, the the niche. Within the oh, yeah. Star Wars. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. How's it going? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to Joel, to Matthew, everybody watching. Um, I guess the Star Wars Underworld uh, kind of stopped doing this sort of thing. So you guys took up the mantle. So I appreciate it. I mean, we're on the yeah. we're on the underworld channel, so so yeah. there you go. I guess it all makes it Why all not? comes around full circle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There but you yeah, go, it's right been on. fun uh, just sitting back listening to a couple of guests that have been on um, before I got on here. It's always nice to kind of do a, an annual check in with yes what everybody's talking about. I mean, last week on the Outer Room Transmission podcast, um, we we did a whole like 2022 best of. So there is a lot that came out this year, and there's a lot that were like, oh yeah, let's let's look at the highlights. Of, of what came out this year because there was a lot um i know yeah. between the series and so many so many books so many comics especially oh my gosh so I before know. we get into all that uh for what was your favorite star wars memory of 2022 and why was it recording uh with me just outside <laughs> of the higher panel? i will yeah, i why? will say i mentioned that <laughs> on the podcast i, I mentioned it on my <laughs> podcast you know because it's like yeah we we it's like that kind of grassroots, like on the spot approach to yeah. podcasting <laughs> where it's, it's fun because, you know, I'm I'm here in my studio, my room, right, where I do all of my content creation. Yeah. And it's like my comfort zone, but it's also really fun when you can have the energy of being in this open public space with somebody right next to you where i'm like okay i have one mic so i'm like here there oh that's go. i'm not used to like getting the mic here, my mask here. And <laughs> have people yeah. walking by it's like oh yeah we're getting distracted and, you know think things going on here and there but yeah, yeah. That, that was that was really fun having like the kind of like the newscast on star wars <laughs> star wars celebration like oh, oh the, the after panel reaction oh we think high republic oh publishing panel oh this that, that. so that was yeah i mean but but the celebration um you know uh we just had a um, uh, hype function on here and talking all about it um so i don't want to sound like a uh, a record playing again but i could uh, yeah. you know basically contribute the same thing it's like oh yeah we go there for the announcements yeah oh yeah for sure like i love going there for the announcements but it's the stuff that's in between the announcements when you're mm-hmm. waiting in line when i'm you know going around with steven schinder uh from delayed replay like hunting down ben hart and, and dominic jones <laughs> <laughs> out of all these people were like in this boba fett like um display place um put on by rancho everyone right. it's like where's ben he says he's right here it's like no he's over here it's like <laughs> we're like we're just walking wandering That's around funny. it's just like so random the things that happen at yeah. celebration and i love it like i'll be yeah. like having my phone doing a a, a little video doc thing mm-hmm. and next thing you know chris siegel and dominic jones just like photo bombs the video i'm like what in the world is happening <laughs> and then meanwhile you're looking ahead and there's a darth jar jar walking down the street it's like oh my gosh this only happens at star wars celebration and uh oh, yeah 
<laughs> it was my first time there and there. I mean, my dad were like looking at it like, oh my goodness, what are we getting ourselves into with all these things? Like, it, like yeah. um, but that no, was great. It was something truly special. Um, mm -hmm. And speaking of truly special, I'm going to restrict for you specifically, Chris, I'm going to restrict you to just paper cannon stories. <laughs> I'm not going to even let you talk about screen. I mean, you can if you really want to, but because um, I know you've caught up and I know you're, you're you're on the ball. In fact, you're probably more on the ball than I am. I'll, I will we'll say that. Uh, of all the paper stories that came out in 2022, that's novels, comics, uh, anything video game related to. Um, what, what was your favorite? What really grabbed you? Yeah, I think it keeps going back to Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. Yeah. I mm -hmm. loved what he did with just telling the story that's the in-between story in a very valuable and important way that really feels like to me is essential for understanding all of the context in this entire sequel trilogy everything with ray the parents Ochi of best soon you get the best luke skywalker content i've seen post return of the jedi arguably in my eyes like mm -hmm. that's the luke i've always wanted to see like this cool luke going around the galaxy with more santeca you know having the jedi academy doing a, a, a lightsaber battle and like a like a foundry with like a possessed person with a mat, like it is such like kind of like a cool legends type of story but they brought the boldness into the canon um and i'm like yes like this is so awesome like seeing that teenager ben solo all the little things and then seeing lando and, and getting so much between lando and luke in these characters that aren't really we see them in Return of the Jedi, but we never certainly see them doing much together. So it's really neat seeing that story and how that goes into finding his daughter and how the, the storylines really combine, bringing back the acolytes of the of the beyond from the aftermath yeah. trilogy is like the the longest running like payoff I think we've seen in the canon. Really, it's like what? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. The, <laughs> no, I, I think the barrage foul is about to overtake it. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I um no, I, I agree. It's like it, I love the just the whole cis spirit stuff. Like that that's like old school, mm. but so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the the type of thing you can really again. I keep bringing this up. A novel has the time and the, to go into the detail of it. Yes, you, there are ways to do it on screen. Yes, there are definitely ways to do it in a comic book. But man, a novel just to to go into what people are thinking what characters are thinking is yeah it, really tremendous um yeah okay I'll, I'll, I'll suspend my rule is there any any screen store you're, you're burning dying to and why about? is it the prestigious tv show called yes. andor <laughs> no it <laughs> is not. that it is that yeah. i i absolutely love the direction um that that show took compared to everything else like it it really kind of goes in its own lane with star wars storytelling where it's not relying on the myth the myth of the force or the jedi and it's not feeling like it has to hit the common touch points of a star wars story to make it like grounded in that galaxy but also of it's like the most modern star wars storytelling uh piece of content out there as far as like yeah this feels like something a lot more mature like yeah i, I wouldn't recommend this to like you know, my my niece or somebody, right? That's like getting into Star Wars. This is going to be a lot more of a thinking man's kind of like. It's got a lot more nuance to it. It's it's doing a great job of not just pointing out the usual things, getting uh, the inspiration from like Kurosawa. We, like we've seen that a hundred times. Oh, the the Seven Samurai and 
and the hidden fortress and all the normal things we see in a lot of the Star Wars. Um, but it does have a TXS uh, 1138 reference in there pretty, pretty heavily. But mm-hmm. and the acting and the writing seem are to me, we're just like off off any charts we've ever seen with Star Wars. Honestly, anybody could have been up there for like that best actor Golden Globes award. I'm happy that Diego Luna got it because that that goes mm-hmm. to show you if it's not been since 1977 with, you know, Sir Alec Guinness, that that tells you right there how how prestige uh, the show is. I mean, there was lots of writers. Uh, there was a writer or two from like House of Cards and stuff. And that's what I was saying yeah. to people. It's like it's House of Cards um kind of in space really uh, there's a lot of the politics going on with mon mothma seeing so much i've never seen a star wars show that has so much um forward momentum with a bunch of people in white uniforms talking because when sure. you see those imperial <laughs> like scenes you're just yeah. like yeah on paper this could be like yeah this is the boring stuff i'm gonna just like look at my phone or something while i'm watching but no like you're you're glued to the screen and the way they make yes. it with um uh, the character of Deidre Med- Miro, when you're, yeah. you're you're rooting for her at the beginning, and then, you know, without spoiling anything here, you get to one of those later episodes and you realize, oh my gosh, she's a villain. And I've been, like, really, for whatever reason, cheering for this villain's upward progression in the Empire. But you realize she's just like the rest of them. Uh, uh, but it's just really neat getting the Imperial perspective um, yeah. so heavily in the show, you know? She uses psychological torture. I, yeah. I, I agree. I remember, I remember like I always got like, oh, another Imperial officer boardroom scene. Like, ooh, giddy. Like I'm like, I was like yeah. getting excited. Like those are my favorite moments in the show. And I always go back to those moments. Yeah. And I got a, a Senate scene, which I like I get giddy yeah. about those. <laughs> sort of. I mean, we, we get how ineffective and useless the Senate is, and that's the point. But <laughs> yes. Um yeah. I will I will go into more paper Canada if you don't mind. Yeah, do it. Sure. Please. Um, what were some of your favorite comics that came out this year? For us? It doesn't matter. Oh, Ongoing yeah. or, or I love the Hidden Empire but, comics. Hmm. All right, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say that's yeah. <laughs> I gotta think about that. Oh my favorite comics. Yeah, while you're thinking, I I just love the storyline with Kira. I mean, it yeah. started off with War of the Bounty Hunters, goes into Crimson Rain, mm-hmm. and we're currently in uh, the Hidden Empire, and issue number yes. two, when she reveals she has that whole Crimson, the Dawn fleet, it's like, oh, yeah. crap, like, you know, it's not going to take out the Empire, but I'm just like, how do you have a footprint this size in the galaxy with these kind of manpower, and you're not around, you know, post-Return of the Jedi, to nice. some degree. So, that's the I mean, that's the challenge that Charles will set up for himself. Come on, like Kira, <laughs> like we're gonna know in a couple months whether Kira is alive or dead for yeah. sure, and that could lead to a lot of a lot of cool things. But um, I'm lo- I'm loving it. Um, I I I think it's interesting that they did take a, a seat back from as connective as the comics were because I'll be honest, like yeah. more of the bounty hunters did get a little daunting, and it was like okay, this connects to this, that yeah. connects to this, and then you kept seeing the repeats of the same scene from like five different angles every week sometimes. <laughs> it was like so it was the like, Afra, the Boba Fett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Crimson Rain kind of reeled it in and then mm-hmm. and then we're getting, um, you know, it's like the Charles Souls universe, right? Or it's like, oh yeah, you yeah. got the Knights of Ren over here. We got the, you know, moments coming back up again as like the, um, uh, whatever that, contraption the, the oh fermata yeah the fermata cage so like oh you could bring people back from from this frozen state which mm-hmm. is very curious because palpatine is like 
kind of fearful for the first time it seems like it's like oh crap like vader's like hey can this actually pose a threat to the sith like uh probably so (laughs) get that thing before it does you know ancient sith are never the best people to have around with yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) including when you try and bring you want them to come around like we saw when we saw what happened with uh with the archivist and with with co right i mean that that was also with palpatine but i mean they got in trouble with the actual sith that was there and of course vader it's summoning vader to uh potentially destroy them so yeah oh yeah Lots oh, of yeah. i guess i don't know if this is answers your question but is the conclusion of hidden empire the thing you're looking most forward to or looking uh, forward to most or yeah yeah i would say because it's just or or, or just i'm looking i'm looking forward to finally seeing that that bridge into Return of the Jedi because with the Star Wars Revelations issue number one, mm-hmm. one shot, there is that one splash page where they had so much going on. It's like Luke yeah. hovering between choosing a red and green uh, Kyber crystal. Then you have you know uh, what's uh, Kira fighting, you know fighting, knocking down the Emperor. All this stuff, uh, Sabe holding Vader's helmet to her face. It's like all these tantalizing mm-hmm. uh, images where it's like hmm. Are some of these actually going to come true? Because as it's phrased with the uh, uh, the, the person on Mustafar, uh, yeah. the spider I person. There we go. Yeah, the yeah, I wish bug. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There we go. It's like, okay, some of these could be true. Some of these could be false. You know, what's going to happen there? So I'm just very excited to see how this era of Star Wars storytelling mm-hmm. is. Because I, I would assume definitely by the end of 2023, this is all going to be wrapped up because they're doing yeah. a return of the Jedi celebration for 40th anniversary, this upcoming 2023. So yeah. I think we're going to finally see this chapter start to close, but there's that. still so much to do. I mean, mm-hmm. this era of star Wars comics with bounty hunters, with Afra, with Darth Vader, <laughs> with star Wars, it's been mm-hmm. going on, I guess, since what 2020. So yeah, good, a good three years in this era that's taken place for basically just about a year. So that's ample amount of time. I'm just very curious about yeah. what the future of star Wars comics will be. Will they be like, okay, we're taking place like right after shattered empire, you know, cause shattered empire is literally like the day after Endor. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. after um, operation cinder, this is what the rebellion starts to do, you know, all mm-hmm. those sorts of fun little things. Cause you know, as we get closer to, Mandalorian, maybe we're gonna see more Coruscant, maybe we're gonna see some cool stuff there, which I've always been curious about. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Right um and of and of the new things that have been announced, uh what are you looking forward to most? Uh announced as in as in comics, books, or whichever. I mean, I I'm primarily interested for you with uh with the paper stuff, but oh yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. I mean, I'm excited that we're getting that red blade novel from oh, Delilah yeah, yeah. Dawson because I love it when Del Rey publishes titles that aren't going to be like tie-in material for an upcoming Star Wars mm-hmm. feature or, or TV show. Cause I, I feel like that stuff is some like the authors can really sink their teeth into those projects because they're not having to yeah. tie into anything directly. Although speaking of tie-ins, even though I say that I am looking forward to a Jedi uh, battle, it, scars. battle scars, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Cause like, I'm such like, out of all the Star Wars stuff this year, I think mm-hmm. I'm most excited for Jedi Survivor. So yes. anything related to that, they had the five-issue comic miniseries that came out about Sarah Jenda. Uh, so this is going to be pretty cool because yeah. we're getting the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order in book form. And then 
right like you know, like i think it's like 10 days after that i'm gonna have to read this pretty yeah. quickly the Something game like that, is yeah. out so you know it's good synergy they got there between the different uh mm-hmm. <laughs> tie-in materials there at lucasfilm all the different mediums coming cl- yeah. coming together um as one so i'm looking forward to that probably the most and, and also backhanded answers like oh yeah i'm looking forward to jedi survivor <laughs> as well <laughs> right on uh fair enough that's yeah it's looking like another great year on paper oh well, i mean literally on paper about, yeah we yeah. even talk about the high republic yet yeah oh, well, fair enough. i mean <laughs> yeah. well i'll just there say you know, what about phase phase three are you what, oh what's phase one, three. here's a question what's one question in fa- that you hope phase three answers the sith i want to yeah. i want to know if there's ever been any inkling of some kind of motivation that's spurned on by the mother by the sith or spurned on by marta Rowe or something like there's been some kind of dealings with some shadowy figure in the background i feel yeah. like there's gotta there's gotta be something or maybe they're just holding their cards so close to their chest for the acolyte yeah that the acolyte is just going to do all the heavy lifting in the high Republic when it comes to the Sith era, obviously, but uh, just, just something in regards to that. And I, I just very curious to see how it's going to end. How are they going to close the chapter yeah. on this with phase three, how all you have all these characters and I'm sure, you know, the architects will be done with, with the high Republic at that point, but I'm sure we're going to get other like stories throughout the years in the future of like oh yeah here's another like side story of mm-hmm. of the monster hunter character from phase one um or or something like that you know what i mean so it'll keep building on itself i mean in the in the very very near um future here we have the new audio drama from george van coming out battle jetta mm-hmm. uh, i think that's going to be really fun to listen i always really enjoy just sitting back in this very chair with yeah. the headphones on and just kind of closing my eyes and visualizing just like all the mayhem going on, um, whether it be from Dooku Jedi Lost or uh, the Tempest Runner audio drama. I'm, I'm just always a big fan. Heck, I wish they could make more of those every year. Do two or three because those things yeah. are just so fun. Yeah, Why not? I, I hope that even when the initiative is over, the era itself is not just abandoned all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, if, mm-hmm. Even when the story of the Jedi versus the Nile is over, I mean, it's a hundreds of years of an era, so yeah, more is telling just that one story about the mm-hmm. Jedi versus the Nile. Um, yeah. Denial. Um, <laughs> You're not in <laughs> denial. I'll be in denial when it is, is over, when the initiative's over. I, ah. I, just, I didn't want to think about that. It's it's just <laughs> I know all good things must. Come I would just me. like to think that yeah. I, I I think with Lucasfilm, <laughs> they're using the High Republic as a testing ground for their new publishing going forward i think they're seeing such success from the high republic that i can't help but wonder they they might have architects for a whole nother book series already like meeting today like already like oh yeah in talks like five other authors that are gonna do you know i don't know luke skywalker's jedi academy or old like even before high republic like just like they did with the high republic before they were planting seeds Mm -hmm. in the current stuff like oh yeah this was found in a high republic this was and it was becoming a running joke like oh yeah have a shot every time you see somebody mention yeah. high republic <laughs> in a comic or a book in the year two. so so maybe i don't know yeah. maybe phase two starts planting more seeds for a new era that's set before the high republic or something um so I, i'd yeah. be very curious maybe maybe even at celebration this year they'll have like hey mm-hmm. this is what's coming after the high republic because the high republic phase three starts 
less than a year from now, in yeah. November of 2023, they'll be revealing that, at, you know, probably at celebration with more looks at that at Comic-Con in New York there. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the publishing era is uh, thriving as, a, as it's been. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much uh, on the horizon. I can't wait to, to sink my teeth in. And I'm not ready for Wednesday because Wednesday there's yeah. going to be like five comics coming. I'm That's like, right. Marvel, what are you doing? <laughs> well, they didn't do any of this past week. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Spread them out. Give, give yeah. us a break here. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's good that I'm off like uh, from work for this week. So oh, I can, good. I can take time. Uh, you know, unless something something catastrophic happens, but uh, I can actually take time and, and read all those comics and record about them. Do a forty minute track. It's gonna be like an hour. It's gonna be like yeah. an hour tractor view. Man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, right on. So that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. I'm doggone it, planning and going to New York Comic Con. Uh, yeah, Yay! that your yeah. that part of the world there. Um, you know, I mean, obviously nothing's confirmed, but uh, until I click, you know, with the tickets and with the, with the airline tickets <laughs> and the hotel and all that stuff. But we'll definitely be in touch with that. Definitely be in yeah. touch with you coming on next uh, next time you can. And uh, yeah, yeah. Bef- before we let you go, know, uh, where can where can people find you on the Internet? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew. So as I mentioned, I'm part of a, a host of a Star Wars podcast on my YouTube channel. The podcast is called Outer Rim Transmission. And we cover the full gamut of, of if you if you listen to Star Wars Underworld, it's a big inspiration of mine. So we cover the news. We go, um, you know, for the next several months, which is crazy to say, we'll be reviewing the latest episode for whatever comes out, whether it be Bad Batch, Mandalorian Season 3, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. uh, Skeleton Crew, all those things. Um, so we have that going every Friday at 9 o'clock. We record or stream it, actually. And then you can listen to it on any podcast streaming network whether it be spotify or amazon or app whatever you can just look up outer room transmission the youtube channel though is called youtube.com slash star raptor and i do mostly star wars content every once in a while see me streaming some some game or some sort or covering some other things so uh go over there and the twitter handle is also at star raptor so Thanks for bringing me on, guys. This is always a lot of fun. Um, I haven't done this in a while to be on call-in shows of any sort, yeah. but it's it's always a good time. Yeah, it's how you roll it sometimes. is a good time. Are good you going to be streaming forever on your your channel? Yeah, my plan with that is, as I did with Fallen Order, I will play through the game uninterrupted by myself um, to to fully soak it in. I will record gameplay as I'm doing that, but then I will have like. Uh, after i beat because if it's anything fallen order i beat the game like three three times so yeah. my second playthrough is when i'll start streaming like mm-hmm. each hour or two at a time to like compile an entire playthrough so it's not going to be right away but you can oh, look forward to that fair. eventually yes fair fair sounds good all right well it's great to see you again and all right we will see you quite soon i hope all right may the force be yeah. with you joel yeah. and matthew do good work here guys yeah. have a good night thank, thank you. you all right Okay, and we have one one last guest. Last but not on. least. Last but not least. Great friend of the pod. Joel hey. What's up? Happy yeah. holidays. Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, very cold one. Yes. <laughs> and I've had a lot to eat over the last couple of days. But it's <laughs> been nice. It's been fun. That's good. And I uh, had a very good Christmas. Uh, I got all issues of the... Uh, Jabim arc from the old uh, Dark Horse comics. Uh, so that's going to be a fun reading to do on my channel. Uh, 30s comics get pretty brutal. So 
It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, had a really nice holiday. Uh, uh, just been chilling out, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, and um, yeah, I can't wait for uh, the new wave of Star Wars content to begin in uh, about a week from now with Bad Batch. That's so. awesome. Uh, this, uh, the comic I had, I, I don't know if you were here, uh, this has the Quinlan Voss arc nice. in it. Which I have read. Dark Horse. Yeah. Yes. What's someone called again? I forgot. Uh, I don't I know if the it, actual... Oh, it's in part of Republic, right? It's part of the... Yeah, the Republic end, Comics. Uh, yeah. I have yeah. the omnibus of that. Yeah, nice. Right, uh, right. Siege of Sally Kami. So. Which is mentioned in... Yeah. Or Silicon Kamai, as it's called in Revenge of the Sis. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Duck, um, 2022 is almost over. Um, what was your favorite memory of 2022 related to Star Wars? Do you have a particular one? Um, everything that wasn't the real world. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. But, yeah. Um, yeah uh, but honestly, in terms of Star Wars, um, I think until Andor came out, it would have been that scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin when they're confronting each other again after their fight. Uh before then, it would have been that moment, but now I would say it's probably Marva's speech at the mm-hmm. end of Andor. I think that was probably the standout mm-hmm. moment of Star Wars for this year. Like, I mean, Andor itself was so important and so big for Star Wars, but that moment in particular just felt like this is what Star Wars can be. This is what Star Wars can do. And I'm glad that we got to see something like that and hopefully more moments like that to come. I, I I agree. I I really did love her speech. It was so, and I love Marva. So she was like probably probably my favorite character this year. Um. So I I, I agree. Um. Obviously, you mentioned Ant. Yep. Fight the Empire. Um. You you mentioned Andor, obviously, but um, in terms of the on-screen shows, Bubba, Kenobi, and Andor. Uh, what would you say is your favorite one? And if it's Andor, that's fine too. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Andor. Yes. Uh, I, I, it can't not be like yeah obi-wan would have been the favorite if andor hadn't come out but the fact that andor did come out like yeah like um it just feels like we got like it just feels like we got like a half decade's worth of star wars content in a single year like mm-hmm. like with all the shows uh not a movie but like the shows and the comics and the novels it just feels like all this stuff it's like and yeah there's a lot and i can understand people getting burnt out but like uh, as long as it's like consistently good quality wise, like Andor was, uh, and like the comics have been, like mm-hmm. yeah, like it's very good that we have this ability to have such diverse content with made by so many different kinds of people and uh, do different things, and it all feels unique and it all feels distinctive. And some of it works better than others, but you know mm-hmm. that's the nature of franchises. Uh, there's going to be low points, there's going to be high points, and yeah. Um, Weakness, uh, weakest of them, yeah, was Book of Boba Fett, just in terms of as much there are elements of that that I really loved. Uh, I think overall that that whole show just needed a little more work. It just needed a little more focus, a little more uh, just really hone in on what the show needs to be about, mainly mm-hmm. Boba Fett, mm-hmm. uh, and just like really hone in on that. And if there is a season two, I hope it's an improvement, and I hope they do learn from their mm-hmm. mistakes from the first season and uh, really uh, just – Make it a fun bounty hunter show, honestly. Like, yeah. just yeah. go that route. Like, just have it be a, it doesn't have to be super deep. It doesn't have to be like super, like, complex about like mm-hmm. real world topics or anything. Just have a fun show where Boba punches <laughs> people. <Yeah. laughs> Which is interesting. I mean, it, it laid the expectations for real world politics, real world issues, indigenous issues, and then it just dropped it. 
Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, yeah, that show especially, yeah, suffered from expectations, right? The Book of Boba Fett, we'd expect it to be about Boba Fett. It's just, yeah, like I said uh, last week, two weeks ago, the just anthology, Boba Fett, and then Din and Grogu, and then Ahsoka, or whatever order. Um, what the- yeah, deal with that, but yeah, it's yeah, it was... Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I want Boba Fett to really find itself in its second season, if it gets one. And I hope it gets one, because I want to see it find itself. And I want to see Boba get a really good, solid through line throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bring back the Tuscan stuff. Like, we still didn't see, we still don't know if that one Tuscan lady survived. So I hope she's still out there somewhere. Be nice to have a Tuscan on their crew, too. Um, yeah. I just want to see that stuff get continued on, like, make a Tatooine show, like really just go into that, focus on the criminal element, focus on the bounty hunter elements and uh, just make it, have it be its own show instead of just an extension of the Mandalorian. Agreed. Um, That show was very much Boba Fett. Boba Fett where? (laughs) Um, But um, Felt like Boba Fett DLC for the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, it kind of was. It it really was. I mean, I I always said Mandalorian is like a video game. (laughs) Um, but um, speaking of video games, which we consider paper canon on this show, uh, what was your favorite uh, paper canon book or comic story this year? Uh, in terms of favorite? like a whole comic series and in terms of a single comic issue, yeah. I would have to say I have two different answers for these. Okay. I think my favorite comic series for this year was actually the Obi-Wan miniseries. Oh, I, yeah. I absolutely okay. love that one. I love the stories. Uh, I love the different uh, parts of Obi-Wan's life being explored. I love seeing him learn different lessons throughout his life. Mm-hmm. I love the different uh, things he has to deal with, uh, especially that final issue where he has that whole moral dilemma of like, he finds a young guy who's like a young stormtrooper and like he's dying and he decides to bring him in and help him. But mm-hmm. he also doesn't want to send another stormtrooper back out there to like hurt people, but he also doesn't want this kid to die. Like it's just really mm-hmm. cool dilemma. And I love the note it ends on where like Obi-Wan's act of kindness, like kind of gets to that stormtrooper a little, and he's kind of touched by it. Even though he's still a stormtrooper, he's still the empire. There's still that little bit of hope that he might turn one day because of the kindness that Obi-Wan showed him. I really like that story. Um, Just very Obi-Wan story and a very good one at that. Um, So yeah, my favorite comic series of the year was uh, Obi-Wan. In terms of a single comic issue, I would have to probably give that to Crimson Rain number three uh, with the archivist. Yes. Uh, I thought that was a fantastic issue. It was my favorite issue of Crimson Rain overall. I just loved the whole character study of the archivist, mm-hmm. uh, seeing uh, Madeline's son, like her backstory, uh, how she lost her livelihood because of the Empire and she wants revenge on Palpatine. But then when Kira tries to have her uh, bring in Yoda to help yeah. uh, destroy him, uh, she uh, goes there, she goes into the Cave of Evil and she sees what that would do. She sees that if she brings Yoda in, like, you know, like Yoda would probably die. Palpatine would probably kill him. Yeah. Uh, the rebels would be screwed uh, and the, uh, the Empire would never be defeated. And like, so Madeline decides against revenge. She decides against trying to get back at Palpatine and decide, no, I'm going to let Yoda live in peace so that mm-hmm. he can do his thing. And so that the Empire will be defeated one day and I'm not going to act on selfishness. Uh, just a really cool story and a really good lesson. And I love that Yoda was able to teach her a lesson without even talking to her, just guiding her into the mm-hmm. cave and letting her see the consequence of her actions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. What a, what a issue to pick out. Right. I mean, just, we did, we like, so 
funny story. We I read that issue when it came out, and I said, Joel, we got to just do a whole segment or, or a section on on that one, just that one panel, those two panels of the, why the Jedi and why the pup, everyone turned against the Jedi and the, mm-hmm. the Republic, and mm-hmm. yeah, the way he just it went there. I mean, Charles Soule, he he went there with that, and uh, yeah, great great choice. Um. Did you have a particular favorite novel? Because I know we reviewed a few novels this year. Any particular favorites that, or a favorite that you had this year? Uh, yeah, um, of the ones I read this year personally, mm-hmm. um, I would have to say my favorite was probably Brotherhood. I, I really liked Brotherhood. It was a really good story. Love getting more of Anakin Obi Wan's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Love seeing their early days right after Anakin gets knighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, love uh, the uh, callbacks to the micro series. Uh, love the. Uh, Finally, getting that business on Carrie Mordia that doesn't count. Uh, seeing, it counts. It seeing, totally, totally counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing Obi Wan's first duel with Ventress, uh, seeing mm-hmm. uh, Anakin and Ventress are established to have met by that point, which mm-hmm. subtly canonized the microseries, which I appreciated. True. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just really like Mike Chen's take on the Nymordians, showing like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's take these like really racist Asian stereotype aliens and like actually give them a culture and like give them like, uh, a way of like humanity, like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like the Narmonian characters we get in the story, really cool. Really like the guard. I really like her story. I like that mm-hmm. she's done like corrupt things in the name of her government, but like she still does everything she can to help her people. And the one guy who Duku manipulates uh, that uh, she has to put down in the end, well, not put down, but like put away. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, just a uh, really cool, just, uh, again, moral dilemma, uh, getting more of, like, this is something that me and Joel were just talking about on a video uh, the other day, uh, getting to explore a singular culture in the Star Wars galaxy and just getting to flesh that out and uh, seeing yeah. what this one particular alien race is like and just getting to uh, see how the Republic relates to that and how the Jedi relate to that and uh, seeing why so many worlds fell to the Separatists because the Republic was failing a lot of worlds mm-hmm. and the Separatists uh, capitalized on that. Like, oh, uh, well, this government's failing you, so come with us. And uh, we're going to uh, uh, supersede the Republic and give you a new system that will actually help you. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they're just using them to uh, elevate the Sith. Uh, yeah. yeah, which is the tragedy of the Separatists. And I really like that uh, we just got to see more of that side of the whole conflict. I mean, just the fact that in this one character who the, the other, the younger guard who no wonder he's radicalized, his parents experienced so much racism. I mean, the talking about the immigrant experience on into, you know, in other societies, you know, people from you know, the Chinese American experience, I think Mike Chen is, uh, was channeling that. And I, and I don't know, or, or just, just immigrant experience generally encountering racism, maybe going back and having contacts back to, you know, to the home country and and saying no that place isn't for me i'm going to secede i'm going to be radicalized and yeah um looking at you know seeing things you know the, how how you and i how we can be the enemy how we can be the empire yeah did a great mike jen did a great, such a great job of that yeah. indeed i love it. that's a good one that's that was that probably my second favorite this this year um but as we look but we look to the past, now we look to the future. So, Doc, in terms of just the on-screen, what are you looking forward to next year in terms of watching? What show interests you? What is your peak? I mean, sadly, it doesn't seem like The Acolyte's coming next year. It seems like that's probably going to be a 2024 thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, it's probably be worth the wait, so I'm willing to wait another year for that. 
But in terms of just this year, I think probably, I would say Vision Season 2. Honestly. Like, uh, Visions was such, uh, again, like Andor, just really pushing the boundaries of what Star Mm -hmm. Wars can be and just really uh, going all in on these uh, uh, parts of the uh, foundation of Star Wars, like Mm -hmm. the mythology and, like, the Mm -hmm. everything, like uh, like the samurai influence and everything, just really going all in on that. Um, Yeah, and with uh, Visions going uh, with different cultures uh, in Season 2, I'm interested to see how they uh, do that. Uh, uh, Got a bunch of different uh, countries this time. Uh, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I want to see how uh, Visions uh, continues on from the first season. Uh, so that's probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, mm-hmm. Video game-wise, I'm pretty sure Jedi Sur- oh, we're also getting Star Wars Hunters uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, that'll probably be a lot smaller, but like yeah. uh, Jedi Survivor is looking fantastic. I can't wait for that. Can't wait to see how they continue the story, how they uh, up the gameplay and the environments and everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really, really fun. Um I'm very morbidly curious with all the recent updates, how Skeleton Crew is going to turn out. True, uh, yeah. Thank you. We'll have to see what the hell is going on with that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see how Star Wars as a franchise continues to advance and evolve. And I hope that uh, we don't uh, take the Book of Boba Fett approach and just kind of take a moment to, like, rest on their laurels and, like, yeah. remind you of all the good things we've already gotten instead of giving us new good things. I hope that we uh, just continue on with like uh, pushing the boundaries of what Star Wars can do instead of just being like, remember this? <laughs> yeah. No, I, Where? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree. Um, and in terms of the book comic side of things, are, is there anything in particular you're super excited for next year on that side of the franchise? Uh, the rest of Hidden Empire, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't mm-hmm. wait uh, to see how the story plays out. Uh, Vader is going against uh, Chan of Cha. Uh, she's finally getting revenge for Vader uh, killing her parents. And I love how the second issue ended, where Vader literally has no idea who she is. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, of course, why he, would he? How many, <laughs> how many people has Vader killed over the years? Like, he probably wouldn't remember her yeah. from anyone else. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get that fight. Uh, hopefully, we'll see the Sith spirit unleashed, whoever it is. Uh, could be freaking uh, Ulrich Keldroma for all we know. Uh, <laughs> well, never know. You know. I, I like that. <laughs> I, I, I like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how that story plays out. Uh, uh, hashtag Kira lives. Hopefully, hopefully. Question mark. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll Always in motion is the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as as Star After was talking about the, that revelations one shot. Always in motion is the future. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Vader comic has been really good as well. Yeah. I want to see how this story plays out with Vader fighting all Padme's handmaidens. Uh, that's going to be really fun. Uh, yeah. I want to see uh, how if Afra gets away from the spark, gets out of the Spark Eternal, possessing her. I want to see how she gets out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested how this whole like uh, Ajax Sigma thing is going to play yeah. out. Uh, I want to know like what his deal is. Like he's a droid revolutionary who went bad. So like. How is he going to factor into things? He's going to encounter Luke and the rest of the Falcon crew. How are they going to deal with him? And uh, yeah, Bounty Hunters, it looks like Valance is ditching the Empire, going to be teaming back up with the Edgehawk crew, and it looks like Inferno Squad is being sent after him. So that's going to be really fun. That was Uh, was a great great moment there. Um, The Ajax, whatever his name is. Ajax Sigma. Do we think he comes in in Hidden Empire or... Is that a bit of bait and switch and a seed for something else? My, yeah, my guess is that he's going to be the next big thing after the whole Crimson Dawn thing wraps up. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about that too, yeah. 
Like it seems to be it's seeded in. Maybe maybe Mark Guggenheim's Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yeah, Mark Guggenheim. Um, we'll bring him in. But yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, it's a good question. Good point. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, any novels? I mean, if, if there's any particular novel, I mean, I know you're more of the comic book side of things, but there's a novel next year. Oh uh, yeah, the Red Blade novel. Uh, I think it's going to be cool. I want to see an Inquisitor story. Uh, it'll be cool uh, fleshing out an original character from the comics. Uh, just uh, getting more into like seeing more about like what the Inquisitors are about, how they get trained, like like what the life of an Inquisitor is. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and the uh, High Republic still going strong, even though I still haven't finished Phase One. Um, but I will get there eventually. Eventually, it's a lot. I, I I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just wrapping. I'm currently wrapping up with uh, Out of the Shadows, so okay. uh, yeah. uh, I'm taking my time. Um, right. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, um, yeah, next year is looking really cool. And uh, yeah, the Battle Scars on order, uh, Survivor Time is mm-hmm. going to be cool too. Yeah, it's, uh, so some interesting, some themes coalescing over the. Uh, yeah, over this last two hours of, of asking what people, yeah, what people looking forward to, and yeah, a lot of people mentioned Ballast Cars, which is which is good to know. Right on, I'm um, Doc, is there anywhere people can before we let you go, anywhere people can follow you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, at Dr. Holocron, uh, you can uh, find me on YouTube with the name Dr. Holocron, on Facebook with the name Dr. Holocron, and uh, on here with the name Dr. Holocron, right? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, Isn't on YouTube, uh, and I'm also on TikTok, so check me out there too, uh, where I try to be funny. Uh, so <laughs> all good, all good. All right, well, thanks for coming on, thanks for being on uh, a few times this past year, chat comics and whatnot. Uh, definitely looking forward to chatting with you again in the new year. All right, yeah. have a good one, you too. Bye-bye. Right on, and yeah, and as I mentioned, there some some different things coming together. Uh, yeah, a lot of people mentioning Mandalorian, a lot of people mentioning, um, yeah, what else? Yeah, like uh, Survivor and Battle Scars. Yeah, it looks look it's looking good. And a few a few mentions of, of Red Blade, which is nice to hear. It's something I I don't fully didn't fully remember or recall in my brain. Oh yeah, that's coming out too. It, it's funny because I feel like that's the one I'm the most excited for, but I always forget it too. It's like because I yeah. love Delilah S. Dawson's work. I mean she wrote um she wrote the Phasma novel, which I really yes. liked and she wrote that um that one but two tie in that I also really enjoyed. Um yeah uh Black Spire Galaxy. which I haven't yeah Galaxy's Edge yeah Black Spire which I haven't read yet. I have it. I gotta read it. Um really good. Yeah. So Joel what was your favorite memory? Uh, of 2002 and if it was star wars celebration what about it <laughs> oh well that's an easy one it was it's the ihop party we had um that was probably some drops already yeah i'm okay get up done i have party <laughs> um I don't know what happened there. Sorry. um probably one of the best moments ever just like seeing all you guys there so chris i'm just gonna like- bring you on sorry joel one more thing <laughs> you're allowed, you're just cracking up there chris <laughs> Did you hear me the whole time? No, no, no. But I just saw you look cracking up there. Anyway, sorry. I was <laughs> got to bring you on just to laugh at that. Anyway, sorry, Joel. <laughs> um, but um, no, it was the it's the IHOP party. I yeah. think that was probably my most beloved memory. Just the talking and eating with friends that people have only known online. And we all were cut together. It's like real family bonding moment. Um, second was probably the day before celebration where we all hung out at the hotel lobby just for hours until it got dark. Um. This is probably like such a great moment. Um, some togetherness, and I really, 
I really like love that. Uh, what about you, Matthew? What was your best memory? Yeah, shoot. I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do two things. I'm gonna say uh, the High Republic panel. So I'm mm-hmm. I I can't count seeing people in person because that's always gonna be number one, number one, number one. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, the IHOP party and everything you know, podcasting with Chris after the High Republic panel. Um, but the actual panel itself and and seeing all the love we packed out the galaxy stage we all cheered we all uh showed our enthusiasm we were able to really i mean we we had given back to to the luminous authors on twitter plenty uh over the last uh year and a bit since Mm hyrule came out but to actually do it in person i mean that's part of the whole thing with celebration 2022 it was in person to actually do that in person and say how much we all loved it seeing all the higher public cosplay seeing everything yeah it was that was uh my favorite memory of celebration even though i was at the lucasfilm showcase panel but i was all oh i gotta leave i gotta go get the higher public panel because i've never seen a higher public panel before so that was fun um i keep coming back to that kenobi event at scorching theater uh, because again new toronto just doesn't get events like that very often and Mm-hmm. to to sit down see that six hour whatever film uh on screen in one go it was it was really special and then of course we've talked about this plenty of times but you know the the, the little q a afterwards with uh deborah chow and hayden yeah. christensen really wonderful moments and was able to share that with with friends too with with don yeah. cream and, and din so uh yeah some great some great moments if, there. If we're not counting in-person stuff, because obviously that's always going to take precedence, and I think yeah. Gilo Mushy, uh, starting this podcast, we started it this year um, in January, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like we've been doing this the whole our whole lives now, and we're <laughs> going to, um, you know, and we're going to come across a whole new year soon. So we're, we'll probably do a retrospective hopefully yeah. soon. Yeah, I mean, on that note, and we'll get into actual can actual stories we, we liked and didn't like, or we liked and looking forward to. But yeah, I mean, you know, like every show, every podcast, every new thing, there's always questions about uh, what is this? What are we doing? Uh, who is this person? Uh, how, where are we going? You know, what's our relationship with Culture Site? What's our relationship with Star Wars Underworld? All that stuff. That's all in the rearview mirror. That's all stuff that we, we had to go through to really find what we're doing and what we're up to and what we're on about and uh yeah we we've you know a year in we really have this rhythm going and i i'm so happy to see it continue next monday night and then the monday <laughs> day, well not the monday night after that because i got something going on but you know um yeah. i mean unless, unless you want to go for it uh but we might take a break but uh you know at monday every monday uh for for however long and yeah, it's definitely being being a, a joy just to get and dive in, um, especially since I've been busy work with work. You've been taking the load of preparing uh, a lot more, and I appreciate that. Hopefully, next week I have time to actually do some preparing. But but this is that doing a book because I'm going to need help with that. Yeah, this uh, is that too. I got we actually got to finish reading that book too. <laughs> um, thankfully, I have time to read that book. Uh, favorite story. We, we can go do both. So favorite screen story and favorite paper story uh, of 2022 and you know, paper either 
came out in 2022 or was new to you in 2022? Okay, so I mean, I think I, I've mostly kept up. I'm I'm pretty good at keeping up. Yeah. Surprisingly, uh, my side republic would get a little hard, but um, um, oh, screen. I, mean, I, I always, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I gotta go with Andor. <laughs> I think I had the most fun with Andor. <laughs> um, quite quite a lovely twelve weeks. Well, I can know it was uh nine weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, some of the most interesting parts of Star Wars I've seen. Again, Marva's speech. Love Marva. Love mm-hmm. Marva. I had so much fun just engaging and talking and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of paper, mm-hmm. uh, that one's actually easy. I knew that one. Shadows of the Sith. Yeah. That was my big one. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, that was just the that was the one I was looking forward to the most. Uh, like Chris Abbott said, it was the one that you know really tied the sequel trilogy story together, gave us some quite good backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and you know it was quite um quite a quite one of my one of my one of my favorite novels this this year, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I mean it dives into everything you love too. I mean the Sith lore. And everything, I mean, again, I'm going to bring this guy up here. You know, it, it, it's a very, it's a sequelist story. And it really, uh, tie, yeah, like you're saying, tying that trilogy together. Um, yeah, uh, for Screen, to me, oh. I'm I'm a little else, not disappointed. It just is what it is. It was shorter. But Tales of the Jedi, I mean, Clone Wars is my favorite TV series of all time. To see it dig into, especially the Dooku stuff. Yes, I'm wearing a mm. t-shirt, but the Dooku stuff to pull out his dissatisfaction with the Jedi, the way you know, the way his turn to the dark side, even his turn to the dark side isn't simply about I want to go home and make lots of money. It was also I want to go make lots of money and maybe be of more use to the galaxy than the Jedi are. Um, actually bring that moral core into it that we hadn't gotten before in any medium um it did it fleshed out more it was it was kind of what i say about the way novels flesh things out this fleshed things out from dooku jedi lost in in a deeper way and uh really love that moment and of course everything ahsoka is always going to be brilliant uh you know again complicated question between paper and screen with that one but uh you know i mean one of my favorite podcasting moments moments in this podcast was when we had henna on to talk and and address that very question and uh, she did it with such integrity and and clarity and that was helpful um and that that whole conversation was really really important and helpful um but yeah tales of the jedi it's gonna stand out i think because i mean you're dealing with space wizards. You're dealing with the Clone Wars. You're dealing with I'm the hashtag prequelist, right? Uh, it's not even. I, it's not even that. I honestly think, you know, I love Bad Batch. I love mm-hmm. Rebels, and I, I would hate to give up animated yeah. series featuring new characters and stuff like that. But I do kind of want animation. I like this idea of shorts that really are diving into the yeah. core cast of Star Wars characters, like to to talk about things that you you know like. You don't need a whole series to. I mean, I would love a whole series, but Dooku's fall to the dark side. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But like, let's let's get to the the core here. Let's get to the time. Let's get to the actual t- time he turns. Yeah, fifteen minutes. You know, and let let's. I hope it continues. I want different eras. I want different. Like, I would kill for 
a, a 10 to 15 minutes short of Palpatine waking up on Exegol after Return of the Jedi, yeah. just getting ready for the next phase of his Everybody. plans. Like, yeah. you don't need a whole novel for that. Just 15 minutes of that, bada boom, beautiful animation. And, that, and that's it, like, you know, like you're getting it. It's the perfect medium to tell that kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, at least introduce it, and then we can go back and write more and do more if we want, uh, or the creatives can if they want to. Because um, mm-hmm. there is definitely more story to tell, right. but as this first nugget of it, yeah, it was it was perfect in the Clone Wars style that we know from that era, right? And so, yeah, that's my favorite screen story. I think looking back, uh, yeah, paper. It's gonna be tough. I mean, um, you know, There's we, so much. Yeah, we got so much. We got, uh, um, you know, we got Midnight Hor- out of the shadows into the dark midnight horizon. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much that was in 2022, but um, you know, seeing Vern's story develop, seeing Reed's story develop, uh, the fallen star, seeing seeing everything, you know, Cataclysm. I know that book isn't as well received for me. It's uh, seeing Stellan and his his uh, descent into well, he's staving off descent into madness from uh, Stellan and Nels are staving off that descent, but finally giving in. And um, but that poetic moment between Stellan, Avar, and and Elzar, uh, where they finally connect in the Force, and everything comes together. That was beautiful. But of course, everything Wreath and Vern are, are, you know, and Bell to some extent. Uh, whenever we get the meaty stories of them, so. Yeah, there's that, you know, Doc is right, that Kenobi comic. Um, especially with the way he uses the, the antagonist to to pro- prompt Obi-Wan and re- Obi-Wan's remembering the story from the Clone Wars of this, this uh, I think he's a Jedi or Force user or somebody who has taken the dark path and how it uses him to... It, the story uses that antagonist to provoke Obi-Wan onto the light and say, okay, that was that similar to what we'll see, what he'll encounter with Maul. Look what I've risen above. And uh, the way that of course ties into, uh, into Kenobi, into uh, Padawan and Brotherhood, uh, two excellent novels as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick because there's just so much was so good, but uh yeah, I think in terms of a comic book, that one is going to stand out as well. Of course, I mean, I love that issue number three uh, that Doc mentioned uh, of Crimson Rain. That was that was also fantastic. But yeah, those are right now. As of right now, those are my answers. Um, Joel, what, what are you looking forward to in season in twenty twenty three? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, um, I guess Mando season three because mm-hmm. um. I really want to start seeing this grand narrative that Dave and John clearly have with yeah. Thrawn and Gideon really start to uh, start to you know get moving here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like if if there is this to be this this grand story, this like like the High Republic is a grand story yeah. behind it, and with Mandoverse is the grand story. Mm-hmm. Let's start seeding it a bit more, like you know. Uh, quote doc you know book of boba it was like boba dlc yeah. um but there wasn't much story pushing in terms of like whatever the grand narrative is even mm-hmm. with the luke and grogu thing it's like man there wasn't much about thrawn there mm-hmm. um or gideon i mean there's hints of gideon so it's like what's going on 
what's what's the state of the galaxy? Uh, actually, you know, I, I do take that back. I take it back because I forgot. I actually do have um, what I'm mm. looking forward to. Um, despite some troubling reports about the actual crew, um, I mm. am looking forward to kind of skeleton crew. Um, I'm a big John Watts guy. I love his Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Um, the writer behind it is the writer of the first Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, which I do think is the strongest of the MCU Spider-Man mm. um, stories. Um so uh, and it it does by premise alone sound fascinating of just mm-hmm. a bunch of kids and Jude Law's characters somewhere in the unknown, I guess, and trying to get back home. So mm-hmm. it sounds interesting. Uh, again, we're worried about the, the, the crew of skeleton crew, and I hope I hope yeah. they fix whatever that what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am curious. So I think that's that's the one. I, that's like the to me that sounds like um that's kind of my sleeper hit. That's like yeah. the one I'm. Keep- my most eye on. Ha, there we go. Kind of like, I was going to say like Hawkeye. It's like the MCU sleeper Hawkeye. hit there. There we go. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned, but going back to your comments about the Mandalorian though, and I'm Mandalorian season three, you know, you know, in every story, not every story has to push the story, push the grand story forward, but oh, we're yeah. ready for it. Right. It's yeah. time for it. And when there is time for it, there's time for it. I go back to what Katie Sackhoff said at Fan Expo Canada her favorite stuff she's ever filmed is in yeah. season three of the Mandalorian. Paul Sunday and Lee, him getting to do more stuff uh, season three of the Mandalorian. So yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't know if that's necessarily my answer. I don't quite know in terms of screen. I frankly don't know what my answer is. Well, probably it's probably Ahsoka, even though I'm still like the look, the uncanny plateau. I'm this is, I'm looking forward to finally mounting uncanny plateau with Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. And just diving into again my favorite character in all of television, and uh, seeing what she's up to, how that again pushes the the story from Rebels forward, story of the Jedi in this era, even though she, you know what what her particular take on the Jedi is. She is this is the first time we're getting a space wizard as the title character of uh, a and live Anakin action. Anakin shows up, and she could have chewed him out for killing. Yeah, him. you know that <laughs> they can really move into. I just said that. Of course, Obi Wan Kenobi is also a space wizard, <laughs> but in, in the in the Mandoverse, let's say that in the the in the the Favreau Filoni era, we're getting Filoni's character, and yeah, pushing again yeah, pushing the story forward because Obi Wan Kenobi was good. I loved it. Um, it wasn't necessarily the thing, it, it, like we talked about last week. You know, it had a bit of glut in the middle, um, and it wasn't. You know, it had a lot of a tall order. Ahsoka, it also it had to go, it had to end up in a certain place, right. and the place it had to end up, I loved because I love everything to do with Anakin and Vader and oh, uh, yeah. you know, and, and Anakin and Obi Wan, and, and the high ground moment is my favorite moment in all of Star Wars, bar none. Um, but Ahsoka can really explore the Anakin Vader stuff, but pushes her story forward, pushes again the story of the Jedi forward, independent from Luke. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. There is I'm talking myself uh, into this show. I'm really loving I, myself into loving this show. I mean, independent from Luke, for me, to, I'll be I'll be it, honest. Let me finish with this one point. Okay, is okay. I'm a little tired of Luke. I've been tired of Luke for a while. I mean, that's why I'm a prequelist. Not that I dislike him. Adam Christopher really did not get me tired of Luke. I really love that. But like, there are more characters out there more diverse characters out there. It's funny that you say that because I feel like there's hardly any Luke at all, to be quite honest. Like, I feel like Luke's kind of barren in this era. Yeah, I mean, but 
that's fine. I'm fine with that. Oh, no, no I'm fine with that, too. I mean, I, like think... I was actually kind of disappointed that it was him on the, the shuttle. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Who else would it have been? Uh, getting I... and up. But yeah. No, I mean, lore-wise, I think it makes total sense. And we can, get, we can have a whole discussion about, yeah. like, yeah, you know, sometimes you got to make the decision of what makes sense in-universe kind of a question. It did. Uh, I'll just say uh, one last thing, one last thought there is pushing the story forward of the Jedi, Luke seems too obvious of the choice. And I love that it's Ahsoka that is going to get this first crack at it. And, and then we know where Luke ends up going. They're on screen, specifically on screen. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I agree. I think, I think for me, what I like about what they're doing, just in terms of not having Lucan and Leia show up at all in the post Endor era, yeah. particularly, I'm more okay with it. The comics, mm -hmm. um, is that I, I feel like the, well, a, the complete opposite of what they did in Legends, where it was always Lucan and Leia every yeah. single episode, <laughs> every single book trilogy, um, like mm -hmm. Black Fleet Crisis, Lucan and Leia, Thrawn trilogy, Lucan and Leia, uh, Jedi Academy, Luke. Sometimes the twins. Um, yes. <laughs> um, the children of Han and Leia. <laughs> exactly, children of Han and Leia. Yeah. Um, I think it, it thematically makes sense for the post-Endor era in particular because I feel like mm -hmm. it really makes them the legends. They are. They have. Now, they they had their grand adventure and yeah. it ended in the with the second with the destruction of the second Which... Death Star. Um, now they can kind of be in the background. They kind of just be these are like the mythical heroes. And now everyone else is kind of doing their thing, um, mm -hmm. you know, like Din and Ahsoka to a certain extent, you know, and uh, and uh, Carson Teeth. Other kind of, like they're now the new heroes. And then obviously with the sequel trilogy, Ray, Finn, Poe, and Rose mm -hmm. are the heroes, and they are kind of the heirs of Lucan and Leia. Mm -hmm. um, so I think kind of keeping them more in a like of a mythical mm -hmm. figure. And kind of like the, their cutoff date for adventures is the OT, which is why I'm okay with them having lots of adventures yeah. in the comics, um, which is about the OT. Um, I think yeah. makes sense for me as to why that's that's sort of their position. Yeah, I'll say it's, it makes sense for now. Maybe it gets back to what I was saying with the Mandalorian is um, let's have these other characters that when they want to bring Luke Han and Leia back to the big to the big screen to the wide screen. I mean, the casting is another question there. Uh, a little bit, you know, this, the, the, the fake stuff is actually working out all right, but I don't know if they want to have a whole series relying on, on deep fake stuff yet. I, I don't, don't think yet. they will. I, I hope not. I hope they'd oh. recast, but maybe we'll be ready for it. Well, it'll be time. Yeah. I mean, be I, cleansed. you know, yeah, especially I, I want to see Hanuma Mothma 2024, 2025. That's fine. Give me a soaker in 2023. Yeah. Um. Uh, one more. One more thing about this. Keep talking about the Mandoverse. I don't want to turn this into Mandoverse speculation too much. Yeah. But I do want to just say. Um. I think the thing that again excites me in terms of the bigger story yeah. is what Filoni and Favreau or whoever's kind of the, the big chief of this uh of this yeah. grand narrative is gonna do with this quasi heavily inspired heir to the Empire uh, Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. Not remake. It's not really a remake. I, I don't like it when people say it's a remake. Of, they're not setting up certain things that will make it a remake. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you need Lucan and Leia to be part of it, and that's—I don't think they're going to do that. So I think it's yeah. going to be like Thrawn's the villain, and Din, Ahsoka, Carson Tiva are kind of the the heroes that he has to fight. Maybe Ezra yeah. and Hera and all those all those folks. But um, I'll just say we don't man. know how much it's going to be 
similar how similar or different it's gonna be there to the Empire. It might be. I mean, I, Thrawn being the big bad, yeah. Unless again, I have this thing in my head of what if he isn't? What if he isn't? But who knows? But in terms of yeah, he. I think that's like it. Thrawn's the big bad, and that's pretty much all you get get in terms Seems of likely, like the, but yeah. the story. That uh, that might be my cold my cold take for this whole thing will be Thrawn turns out good because he's in the novel <laughs> he's on novels he's good not that that counts um i'll just say my my thing i'm looking forward to with paper is okay. uh okay. i mean phase three however yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty simple um again starting i have to wait all the way until november yes i'm looking forward to red blade listen yes i'm looking forward to battle scars um you know the end of him i'm looking forward to it all but man is Burry okay where is Burry? is he safe Right. Is you know, how He's does right. the the Jedi retreat to the temple, the Nile control of the outer rim, again connect the dot for me. How does that lead to uh lead to the late republic? And lead to hopefully I think lead to things that happen in the acolyte. I again I don't think I, I, I get I get your point, Joel. The acolyte isn't gonna necessarily explicitly tie back, but there could be things that they've told the luminous authors, the the the, the Lucasfilm, the story group, etc., has told the luminous authors, uh, maybe 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 move it in this direction, maybe move the story in this direction. I mean, the, we know Hidalgo and them are, and Michael Siglian, we, we know Pablo Hidalgo and them are, are <coughs> part of the luminous meetings, right? We see the photos there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if Matt Martin is involved too. I think he might be. Is there coming to say, yeah, move this in? Here's here's a beat that I want you to maybe try and fit in if you can. Uh, yeah, those kinds of things that will lead to lead to the acolyte, which leads to the this trade dispute over uh, over uh, uh, taxation of outlying trade routes and yeah, <laughs> how no, all that I, happens. You know, I, I agree. You know, um, you know, we talked about Star Wars today compared to Star Wars in 08. And it's like, well, you know, I, I will say that the relationship between publishing and, and screen is, is, is you know, it's definitely different than it was. Yeah. And I, I always say things have changed and nothing's changed. I mean, it has changed. Like, you know, if, if George was doing an era, a show set in this era, he'd be like, oh, we're going to call it the, the Grand Republic and the, you're not going to wear purple. We're going to be purple <laughs> robe. like purple. Purple. And, and they're all bald and... and- by six chancellors this time six, six chancellors. <laughs> not just two six <laughs> um, uh no but you know I, I do i think i think you know i think there's a chance you know if, if acolyte shows up uh, we'll see jedi in some nice gold robes maybe yeah. you know uh, the aesthetic that we sort of associated with this era will be yeah. in that show for well, sure in the survivor I, trailer the, that that character mm-hmm probably from something higher public so so yeah we're that, just an interesting thought that we could get some things about the acolyte in 2023 if you're going to yeah. read phase three of the higher public you yeah should. exactly <laughs> I, mean, I i am generally curious how this ends and like on what kind of a like mm-hmm. like how standalone is the initiative going to be in terms of its storyline mm-hmm. where can i see like okay this is like in terms of like how history works and how like things from a hundred years ago are affecting today are yeah. now affecting, you know, the, the affected the prequels and how we got to today. I mean, I guess uh, post rise of Skywalker, or at least, you know, it's sure. not that far, but you know, um, you know, the ripples of history, as they say. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm very curious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I am not going to count Jedi Survivor as a, as my as my paper cannon pick because right. I think that's cheat. And I, although I am super excited for that, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to see. Um, oh shoot, what I what I'm going to you no, know, I'm going to go with Red Blade. I think Red Blade yeah. is my favorite, my my most anticipated novel next year. Um, again, Delilah S. Dawson. Uh, you read her? Have you read her Phasma novel, Matthew? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's really good. Yeah, really sure. good insight into the sequel era at the time. Um, and that character uh, specifically. And that character particularly, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, mm. yeah I, I really loved it. I loved her other one, too, which was like a semi-sequel to that story. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's the Black Spire one, right? Yeah, Black Spire one. I, yeah. I think it's the Galaxy. I always forget. Yeah, Black it's Spire. Galaxy's Edge Black Spire. And it Red has Vimerati as the main character. But yeah, um, I haven't read it yet. I should. I've been to that too. I should read it. <laughs> it's actually really good. Um, yeah. yeah, I love her work. I love, and you know, it's about an Inquisitor character who we don't know about. And I, I love how the Inquisitors are those things that like they start in one place and they just been getting expanded yeah. upon, expanded upon. It's like the different aspects of the Inquisitors over the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is like the beauty of the multimedia of Star Wars. So I think that's going to be my favorite. Book. I mean, it's about an Inquisitor you know a little bit about, right? It's about the one, one of the ones yeah. that fall in love and Vader, you know, says attachments <laughs> are forbidden. By... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I can't fall in love with Padme, my Inquisitors can't fall in love with each other. No, uh, entirely... I'm going to chop off your arm. If yes, I can't yeah. have arms, no one can have arms. Pretty brutal death is pretty brutal yeah. scene, but yeah, I mean, I love the fact that she's taking a character from one moment in a comic book and spinning a whole novel out of it. Um, that yeah. that to me is the and uh, antithesis. I think that's the right word I'm looking for. Antithesis of what expanded universe should do. It's like, hey, you know that guy in the background that just there typing on the computer. He got a weird head. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna make a whole novel trilogy of him because. What about antithesis? Is antithesis is the opposite? It's the and- the. I mean the purpose. The, it's the whole purpose. It's, it's the it's the tippy top. Yes. It's the peak of, of what the expanded universe. I mean, we're getting be. a Santa Soros comic too, which is going to yeah, be, you know, a exactly. similar type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right on, right on. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Two two hour twenty minutes. Uh, Joel, okay. do you have any any further thoughts on uh, you know what people have said, what people have commented on? Um, we're hoping for um, no but you know what since doc's in the um since doc's in our chat still and i i want to you know and he's big on animation um um i want to give one more shout out to bad batch coming out next yes. month i'm actually really excited for that um i can't say with true determination it's the thing i'm looking forward to but because it's the thing that's closest i'm kind of the most excited for at the moment because it's nearby um and i am hoping week. a little bit of mount Tantis, if that is where that final scene was, which I think it is, and I think that's confirmed that it is. Yeah, from? I think next like, week. Oh, is, is it really next week? It's oh, really I guess next it is. week, and I think, uh, I think like the the website confirmed that it's called Mount Tantus, like the behind the, or like the episode guide for the the that finale. To Mount Tantus. Yeah, and we're gonna see Palpatine in the Senate. We're gonna see another Senate scene. Hey. The Emperor's given to stay the Emperor. Here. I'm here for it. Not for. Um, not, I'm not here for Tatala and impression, but. I'm here for seeing it more in Star Wars. Sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm excited. You know, get a get. I hope. I'm a little nervous. It's going to be the last season, and I kind of hope it gets at least one more. I think yeah. it's, there's one more season, a good three. We always get two these times, like Rebels with the last one. They get four seasons. 
Uh, if I could give us another good four season show, I always think shows are at least get four good seasons in them, five yeah. at the most, if you push hard enough. I mean, um, Resistance probably had at least three. Yeah, Resistance I think had like I mean, got could have had, had it in for one more season to yeah. like wrap up some plot points. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm excited for Bad Batch. Uh, I mean, obviously you brought up animation too with Tales of the Jedi, so I thought, eh, I'll bring out Bad Batch. Yes. It deserves some love. It's, it's coming soon. Right on. Um, it's going to be a good year, Star Wars. Uh, again, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to CouchCon as much as I can. Joel, I hope, I hope you're looking forward to CouchCon as much as you can. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe maybe you'll be, end up on a plane to London. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be on transported in our hearts to London through the magic of the internet. And then I will most likely be transported in my heart, in my heart, mind, soul, and body to New York for New York Comic Con in October. Um, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be. I mean, that's they do a lot more with publishing. I mean, Delray, their office is there. Uh, I guess do they true. announce things at they have. New York? Okay. They did. They, I mean, the past one, they did some High Republic announcements, like Phase Two reveals and stuff. So. Oh, like awesome! We, and and we, when is yeah. it again? When is it again? October twelfth, around there. That that second weekend in October. Oh, okay. I got yeah. time then. I thought like, yeah. oh, well, I gotta wait for like yeah. some book announcements. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, it, hopefully they sh- give it, throw us a bone with celebration and give something more in the publishing panels and the higher panels than just the the uh, uh, just the the write up. Write ups are fine. You're helpful for the show for us summaries, but I mean, they did the, they have a higher public show. Have High Republic show live with Christina Ariel moderating a panel of the High Republic authors uh, at Celebration. Put it on YouTube, please, please. Yes, please mm-hmm. put everything on YouTube. Please. Yeah, just put everything. Sure. Stop hiding it. <laughs> um, Stop hiding especially, it. especially stuff for publishing. Get us hyped about that. If you want to promote, here Lucasfilm. Here's the thing. Here's a pitch. You want to keep promoting publishing. You have the technology. You have the resources. Put those panels on youtube too doesn't have to be even be live streamed it can be doesn't have to be live streamed even if it's delayed by by a few hours put those on the youtube channel as well we will all be thankful and happy and with that i think it is a good time to wrap let's have one more comment there joe no i i think it's, i think we have gone on for quite a long time yes. i was secretly kind of stalling hoping like maybe someone last minute might show up uh, uh, and I, I did say resend a couple of times just to make yeah, sure uh, i wanted uh, to make uh, sure uh, everyone let's see check my messages no, 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 no. all no, right I that's fair right on. well uh this was great um <laughs> thank you for joining us in the comments uh thank you thank for you, everyone, everyone who came on and showed their faces and chimed in um and, and, and those who, who've watching and following us for the last two and a half hours, you too can have your say. Uh, let us know what in Star Wars you loved in 2022, what you're most excited for in 2023. Comment below. That box right there is for you to let us know. Also on Twitter or Instagram at Iron Cannon Pod uh, on the Star Wars Underworld Facebook page. Uh, it's even, even in the thread where, where we post the episode or post a link to the episode. Comment right there. What, what do you love? What are you looking forward to? What was your favorite memory, etc.? Uh, please do Don't give this fight video what a... you hate. Say what you love. Yes, yes, there we go. Um, you know, things that you thought could have been better. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, but what you're looking forward to as well in 2023 and even beyond, please do, but please do give this video a like and a share and subscribe to the Star Wars Underworld channel if you have not done so already. Joel, where can they find you on the internet? 
They'll find me on Twitter. Yeah, I'm still there. I'm tough going down with the dang ship. Um, at JID2021, uh, again, JID2021, or again, at the Ion Cannon Pod, where I post long thoughts about Star Wars and mm-hmm. whatnot. And follow me at any on Twitter at neug45, where I do a bit of Star Wars, a bit of soccer, a bit of Star Trek. I don't know, not so much Star Trek these days, but a little more soccer these days. Who knows? Uh, also at Iron Cannon Pod, where I retweet good takes about the Harry Potter. <laughs> That's where I yeah. do that. Um, and on Instagram, where I talk about my tractor beam, the tractor beam on on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts every Friday. Books books come out Wednesday. Uh, audio podcast drops on friday gonna be a doozy gonna be five comics looking forward to that um yeah and of course twitter and instagram and also at the sw on twitter and instagram uh ben is doing such a great job promoting the whole network and especially of course the flagship podcast on thursdays and and us as well um it's been a fun year it's been a good year we will do more of a retrospective in a few weeks to mark our one year uh anniversary for the end of january but next week we are doing our darndest to uh, finish Convergence by Zorada Cordova and then tell you all about it just in time for the Battle of Jedi audio play to drop. That's going to be a great one as well. But for now, Joel, two and a half hours in, <laughs> see we blow this thing and head home. <laughs>